all guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome to the newest episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast, uh, brought to you on YouTube, on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Austin. I'm a knockout. Watched a lot of wrestling. I'm David. I'm a noob. Haven't watched nearly as much wrestling at all. Ah, step into your fucking time machines, baby. We're going retro. Oh, boy. We're, I, I, I know we're always going retro in this slot, but there's something about this in particular that feels like we're going retro. <laughs> we're going f- tonight. We are going farther back than we have ever gone before. Oh, wait, really? Yeah, this is pre WrestleMania oh, nice. one shit. Whoa, wait, fuck. We are going retro. Oh, shit, buddy. Get your yeah. goddamn, I don't know, popular in the 80s. Get your fucking, uh, 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 mullets. Yeah, get your mullets on. Wow. All right, nailed it. Shut uh, up. But yeah, our, we're starting a new arc here in our in our way old segments of wrestling on this podcast. The way back machine. Ooh. And yes, and I have decided that this time, instead of following uh, one particular story arc uh, to conclu- to a conclusion. That we are going to be uh, journeying into uh, the WWF Coliseum home video releases. Yeah, fuck. This is yeah. this shit has been shrouded in mystery for me. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, you know, like I said at the end of the of oh god, it's been like a month since uh, I talked about this when I when we ended ECW. Uh, mm. But basically in. Uh, back in ye olden days of where home media was a thing. <laughs> I say that as if it's not a thing now, but you know, pr- we're, we're in the internet era now. I think it's, it's a little, it's a different. The days of, of VHS, all this to say. Yes. We are in the VHS era of time. You know, back in the old days, you couldn't just watch replays of pay-per-views. Oh, you know, easily. I mean, if 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 you were one of the real fancy shit, you know, you could tape it, and got and you got a tape. Tape, but, tape. What kind of bougie bullshit? Yeah, but other before that, the you know, but outside of that, you know, you watched it when it happened if you could. You remember, this is also remember the days where you literally to order a pay per view, you had to call your pay per view your cable provider and be like, yeah, I want to watch the WWF. Please unlock the pe- the cable channel for me. <laughs> Let me give you my fucking credit card number over the phone. My whole ass yeah. security. <laughs> yeah, no. Wild times back in those days. The but wild west of pay-per-views. God damn. If your parents didn't want... If, your par- if you were an eight-year-old child and your parents were reasonably like, No, son, you're not gonna... We're not gonna drop $60 so you can watch Hulk Hogan on a Sunday night. Uh, well, that's a school else, night, young man. Yeah, how else could you watch these shows? Is well, eventually, of course, they would be released on home video VHS, and this is where Coliseum Home Video uh, comes in. Ooh. Is up through the '90s, pretty much up until the Attitude Era. Essentially, uh, Coliseum Video was the WWF's main, uh, pro, uh, you know who published all the WWF uh, home video releases. Proto-Peacock, then. Yes, uh, but, of <laughs> course, but of course, you know, WWF at this point in time was only doing like four pay-per-views a year. That's not, that's not, that's leaving money on the table. You can't Damn. just release only the pay-per-views. 
You gotta, yeah, no, you gotta, four video you gotta scrounge them for jump shit. No, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta squeeze more money out of it. So scrape the bottom of that barrel, motherfuckers. Yeah. So what was also is so also with Coliseum Home Video is they released a lot of original uh, video releases for the WWF and. There was a lot of different types of home video. I'm going to head, I'll go ahead and kind of go over what I can see as kind of the main general archetypes of okay. what these video releases were like. Is first is you have uh, um, bio biographical or kind of focused on one wrestler in particular. Hulk okay. Hogan has an obnoxiously large number of these, as you could guess, because oh, he wow, was pretty no popular. I bet his VHS is sold really well. No way. No, don't. No, you you don't say. <laughs> but other, but plenty of other wrestlers got them too. It would be match. It would be uh, some light biographical comments about their careers, but it would be mostly like matches, a bunch of matches that they, that, that individual wrestler had. Big That's career dope. highlights. Uh, two is kind of more generalized match compilations, uh, where it is not necessarily a strict theme of around a wrestler or an idea. It's just like Matt, it's called like super tapes and stuff like that. Kind of usually focused on rare find matches that otherwise haven't been widely televised or anything. Uh, they're including like international tours is probably the most interesting oh, shit. of these types of videos, like house That's shows from cool. international, from international shows. Uh, occasionally they would have full show shows. Um, I don't know if we're going to be touching on those because they fall into the problem that we have with pay-per-views. Uh, oh, you know, a little too long. long. Yeah, so I don't know if we're going to be watching any of the ones that are like, this is literally like a show, and a show we did, usually overseas, and it's in full. Oh, damn. Uh, but what we are watching tonight is kind of like clip shows. Uh, okay. It's important to be remembered that this is in the mid-80s, what was also uh, popular was like sporting clip sports clips videos we yeah. made fun of one in ecw when we saw the surfing video ad in ecw we made fun yeah of but 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 also we th i at the very least remember also taking a step back and being like yeah but also we we have our own modern version of this shit because uh, you can find on youtube the you know right. top 10 best you know compilations so it has has the formula ever really gone away no, no. Well, now we don't have to pay for it. This you can is just, true. And you can clip that shit yourself. We got uh, the YouTubes. So the mid-80s, of course, also as part of a clip show that was popular are blooper clips. Everyone loves watching real sports where stuff goes wrong and you can laugh at, at professional oh, yes. athletes. And I fucking, I remember, I remember like my family went to like DC or something. Mm -hmm. I fucking remember, um my uh my family getting a fucking like presidential bloopers like compilation dvd i know that mm. shit like that wow. shit gets sold at like tourist destinations and stuff everyone yeah, loves their goddamn bloopers people love watching people make mistakes and we can all laugh at them because they're ha ha funny oh god i just realized this is the fucking uh the fucking cultural predecessor to goddamn aew botches on twitter mm, not quite there's well, no, no botches like, on this. Oh, page. oh, there are botches. 
not exactly oh, yeah, the way you'd think of it. Okay, yeah. Oh, of course not. Wait, because that's because that because kayfabe curtain call hasn't happened yet. Okay, cool. Now, now this, but this is absolutely WWE's attempt. Uh, this for, we're, we're watching the very first Coliseum video tonight, according to uh, the the catalog number. Uh, bloopers, bleeps, and body slams. Bloopers, bleeps, and body slam. I hope we get to see my favorite blooper of Booker T hard R-ing <laughs> tonight. Somehow, I don't think that's going to make the cut. Damn it. Unfortunate. Yes. Uh, but, so this is absolutely WWE's attempt to kind of cash in on the same idea of like, hey, hey, watch the wrestlers do funny. AFB. <laughs> Except it's not quite, except it is, it's WWE, it's more of WWE's scripted comedy than it yeah. is genuine oh. fuck-ups. Oh, I mean, no. there are some genuine fuck-ups, but okay. the majority of this tape is, and I can't, I get excited to talk about this, is from the Tuesday Night Titans show. Uh, Tuesday Night Titans was one of Vince McMahon's earliest uh, TV uh, programs that he added in the, to the WWF. It aired on uh, NBC from 1983 to 1985. And it basically is De Vince McMahon trying to do a late night talk show. What? He is a talk show. He's got the late night talk show set up. Vince is the host. He's got Lord Alfred Hayes as his sidekick. And they just do in kayfabe interviews with re and segments and bits with the wrestlers. Is, is there like is it is it set up like fucking Letterman? Like it, yes. is it? Wait, so there's no it wrestling on the show? It's just I don't think there are matches. What? I don't know, but they're absolutely not what they're trying to sell you on. They are, this is all about the character and bits. Jesus Christ. I mean, I guess I appreciate that level of commitment. Okay, well, I would appreciate that level of commitment to kayfabe if I didn't obviously see this for what it is as a Vince McMahon vanity project. But nonetheless, there's something there, I guess. Interesting yeah, concept. Yeah, and so a lot of the clips on this videotape are from 1984, which is before WrestleMania 1 in 85. Wow. And number two, uh, they are from Tuesday Night Titans. So it's a lot of sketch of WWE sketch comedy tonight. <laughs> ah, yes. Ah, yes. The proud lineage of WWE sketch comedy that ranges from such bangers as... Uh, this is a legitimate banger. Fucking... Our truth constantly trying to like disguise him, master of disguise himself away from losing the twenty four seven belt, to to the fucking Monday night suicides or whatever the lunch suicides uh, on YouTube that were not disturbing at all. No, that was that was great. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. The proud tradition. All mm -hmm. right, we got we got some we got. We're we're about to see the grandpappy of the lunchtime suicides. All right, I expect big things. Yeah. 
Uh, I actually got my dates wrong. This air, this T TNT aired from 84 to 86. Uh, and it was incredibly in 1984 and its first year of running was a two hour show. Wh what? How? I don't know how they filled all that fucking time, but it was a two hour show. They have a studio audience too. I forgot about that. Is they have like a studio audience to react to the wrestlers in kayfabe. What? What? Who would? Why would you go to that when you could just go to a fucking show? <laughs> it's Tuesday night. And you know what that means. That means. It's time for a motherfucking talk show. Now they filmed it in a suburb of Baltimore. And let's go. <laughs> what the fuck? And uh, at, in, at, after, after 1984, it got cut down to a one-hour show and was moved to Friday nights. Still called Tuesday nights, though. And then uh, in, 80, in 1986, it was moved to Wednesday nights, where it would still be called Tuesday, Tuesday. nights. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, I'm so happy. You know, Austin, you picked, I think, the perfect time in history, in, in contemporary history, for us to be doing this because Vince McMahon is not a na 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 hey 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 goodbye from WWE finally after so many years and Triple H has come to pick up the slack and you know he's doing actually shockingly a good job and so <laughs> it's 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 almost as if the sheer incompetency of everything Vince McMahon has ever done has started to drift from my mind a little bit. So being like, Hey, by the way, did you know that in the earliest days of the Federation, Vince fucking had a two hour wrestling talk show that he hosted that changed nights twice, but still <laughs> went by Tuesday night Titans. That, yeah, that, I think, is the perfect summation of everything Vince McMahon built for himself in his empire. A weird vanity project with a lot of filler that had a bizarre level of laziness to it. And still somehow kept his empire chugging along to massive success. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely like a weird fucking thing to even think about as a thing that existed you know and we're not even watching like a full thing of that we're watching a blooper reel we're doing a highlight reel of tnt and it's called tnt like that's a, that's a tv channel vince yeah it's tnt well, i don't know if tnt was a channel by the time when this aired now i'm curious about that we're doing research live right here it existed no when the, 90s, the album because like, fucking w's because didn't wasn't Nitro on TNT? Yeah, okay, but like when did Okay, Turner Broadcast Turner Network Television, TNT, started in 1988. And as a reminder, Tuesday Night Titans uh went off the air in, in 86. 86. Okay. So there is no crossover between TNT the show and TNT so the what channel. What I'm hearing is that Ted Turner saw the the massive success that Tuesday Night Titans clearly was, took some notes and was like, I'm going to start my own fucking channel. And you know what I'm going to rip off from my buddy Vince McMahon? 
the goddamn acronym of his goddamn wrestling talk show. See, uh, Ted Turner gave Vince a call and he said, Hey, Vince, Vince I'm in the TNT, in the TNT business. business. Well, well, that's great, Ted, but I'm in the talk show business. <laughs> Amazing. Damn, I feel like we've come full circle because that, that you telling me about that quote was like one of the first things on this show, if not the first thing that got me to have like a massive crack up because I just thought that was the funniest goddamn thing. And now I'm able to make those jokes. Yes. Wow. I've come so far, ladies and gents, and those who lie betwixt. Look, look at me and, and see the ascension of your noob. Uh, <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Radio. So tonight we're going to, again, bleepers, bloops, and body slams. Uh, this bleepers, is available. bloops, and body slams? Let's bleepers, bloops. I, I'm remembering it right, I think bloopers blee i don't know damn it <laughs> i i like it better as bleepers bloops i don't think that's what it is but i like it better as bloopers, and bloops. bloopers bleeps and body slams god damn it i've done this multiple times bodies bloops and bleeper slams let's go <laughs> that's right yeah it is apparently <laughs> the first of these coliseum video releases uh, I don't, I can't pin down exactly when it came out, but May 1985 is the absolute latest clip Damn. on this, on this video. So clearly it was probably came out in about 86 if I had to guess. Oh uh, shit. And by that time, that, by that point, fucking Tuesday night Titans is not on Tuesdays and is about to die. And they're like, yeah, you know what? Is, it is entirely possible that this video released after Tuesday Night Titans aired. I <laughs> wanted. I I can imagine a version of this where like this was their attempt at saving the brand. You know, like and it yeah. Let's it let's make work. everybody remember all the good times we've had on on TNT, which is now airing on goddamn Wednesdays. Oof. But yeah, so that is what we're gonna watch tonight. Uh. As I mentioned at the end of the ECW arc, when explaining this arc, uh, the WWF, uh, WWE put a significant, a decent amount of the Coliseum home videos on Peacock, about three dozen of them, which is not even close to all of them, but you know, a it's a decent amount. I, unfortunately, we're probably not ever going to get more of them on the, on here because okay. Peacock probably doesn't care <laughs> about retro vhs releases probably not but it's on peacock uh i'm, so surpri I'm, su I'm surprised that. i'm surprised it's on peacock at all honestly it's it's one of those they put it on the network when that was uh, like it was from the network and they're just like just put everything that's on the network just put it on peacock whatever. ah fuck it who even gives a shit about this stuff yeah no, no. one's good no some the execs of peacock are like just 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 dump it on there, but no one's going to give a shit. Little did they know. Of course. Uh, yeah, that, so that is, that's on Peacock. Uh, you know, the NBC Universal streaming service. We talk about it enough around here. <sighs> but <clears throat> that is what we're going to be watching this whole arc. We're not pirating any of them this time. Because I don't need to. Aww. <laughs> I so, yeah, still need to like, dress up as Pirates for Halloween, though. Nice. 
But yeah, uh, so if you would like to watch that, watch a blue bleepers blue blue. Damn it! Bloopers, Hotties, bloops, and bleeper slams. Come on now. <laughs> Damn it! If you would like to watch <laughs> the Triple B video <laughs> with us, <laughs> go on Peacock. That's we're watching bleepers, bloops, and <laughs> bloopers, bleeps, and body slams. That's please, what we're watching. Fuck it. Make the title of this episode just three B emojis. <laughs> whatever the b movie uh, the b movie yeah, you like you like jazz you like you wrestling like, you like bleeps <laughs> we are not ending this first half until i say it right the first try okay <laughs> we're gonna be here all night folks hey hey <laughs> tonight we are going to come back in the second half and talk about bloopers, bleeps, and body slams. Damn it. <laughs> oh, fine, yeah. fine. Yeah, we'll be back talking about whatever the fuck this show is called. We're going to just make yeah. it more increasingly ridiculous each time. Yep, see you then. Later. And we are back. Uh, we have just finished the very first coliseum home video release bloopers bleeps and body slams i can't fuck it up this time it's on the bottom of my screen damn it damn it i i i, I think you mean bloopers bloops and blooper slams actually that's that's that, that's the right one um uh, no i will not be taking questions this time um Wow, wow that was so it started off like kind of what i expected and then just got weirder. <laughs> this is what WWF comedy was in 1984. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, yes. You know, I don't, I really don't understand Vince McMahon as a person. Even his fucking vanity projects make no sense. At this point, like, the way we saw into TNT as it exists just kind of makes me think that Vince McMahon's ultimate goal was just to create literally his own world that he could disappear into and ignore the rest of the world outside. Because, like, him going so far as to do any of the shit that he did in T just makes it feel like he just wanted to create his own reality that he could be immersed in 24 fucking seven. <laughs> I mean, he famously didn't know shit outside. Doesn't, doesn't know shit. That's exactly my point. Game. He, he refused to acknowledge any wrestling companies outside of WWE or WWF. He doesn't know pop culture outside of the own little fucking bubble that he created. And like, he's creating his own goddamn custom realities with whatever the fuck is going on with TNT. I, like, he's so deep into the kayfabe that it's, like, mundane almost. I feel like I have no better point to bring up this 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 Vince story. It's one of my favorites. Okay. Is It's from Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> uh, when he was a writer a at WWE. What a king. Uh, he was watching Rich, a Richard Pryor comedy special on the plane. And 
Vince was like, well, why are you watching that? And and Freddie was like, because I wanted to watch a comedy, Vince. And Vince's response was, well, we have Santino. <laughs> no way. No yes. fucking way, dude. Yes. Okay. This is my new theory. Vince McMahon is... He never grew out of, like, the five-year-old play-pretend phase of his life, and he just wants his own custom world of which he's the king. Like, <laughs> that's just it. WWF was Vince's fucking Froopy Land or whatever, okay? Like, that's the only explanation. This this goes too deep, Austin. <laughs> it's... This is insane. This, we're... I feel like I got a weirdly, like, deep dive into Vince's psyche through fucking bleepers, bleeps, and bleepy slams. Yeah, so let's go ahead and get her started, I think. And <laughs> what a start we get. Da, 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 yeah, no, we get we get a Star Wars. I really, I really read a Star Wars text crawl. My specific note on it was to bloviate about wrestling and its ancient history. I fucking Star Wars scroll to open the video with some self-important bullshit about wrestling. Yeah, it's about. Yeah, it was about how five thousand years ago. It's through the ages is wrestling has been done for combat and war and for fun. And then they do a heroic musical montage of like wrestling clips and it's interspersed with like older wrestling clips and also like pictures of ancient Greeks and the Colosseum. And it's insane. Dude, they like, okay. They fucking showed uh like they, they do the goddamn legally distinct Star Wars text crawl. And then, like, they show two seconds of a picture of a coliseum, like, art of a coliseum. And then it goes into clips. And I thought it was going to be, like, a fucking, like, coliseum home video self-promo scroll or something. And then it just goes right into, like, WWF shit or whatever. And yeah, I, like, I, I, I'm wonder, I'm wondering if they don't have for the network these network versions. They have the le- I don't know if they have the legal rights to the Coliseum home video crawl because they have because obviously Coliseum has their own title screen. I was kind of expecting yeah. to see we it. Didn't I'm, see I'm shit. wondering. We didn't see shit indicating this a Coliseum joint. Yeah, so, I'm wondering. I'm wondering if maybe they don't have the rights to show that one on the network. That part on the network, and they had to edit that out. Is Coliseum a company that still exists? I just kind of figured it went. It would be fucking defunct by this point. I think uh, let's do some quick research. Coliseum Home Video uh, is that still a thing? Well, they don't have their own. Uh, they have. They do not have their own um, uh, Wikipedia page. So. Oh well, that's not a great start. I cannot. Okay, Coliseum Video was folded into WWF Home Video in '97. Okay, so they they just they they were not their own distinct entity. They just existed to be like a third party. 
a third party like laptop um, to WWF. I, I think they were legally distinct. It was just this is okay, like legally 90%. distinct, sure. Right, but like this is what like ninety five percent of what they yeah they were a puppet. They were a puppet company, a fucking banana republic for WWE <laughs> content. Uh, the fucking the fucking um oh 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 shit touchstone pictures for wwe yeah a little bit third party distribution company yeah walkity walkity walk uh but yeah so really self-important bullshit about wrestling through the ages and then we're jumping into some goofy bullshit okay no 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 no. so it's the fucking they do legally distinct star wars text scroll they show a whole like self-important montage of wrestling through the ages right mm-hmm. and then they cut to a goddamn like jeopardy ass blue screen with i white i made i also made a note about that cheap ass title screen it looks like a jeopardy card it does look like a jeopardy card that's exactly what it was and i'm like ah yes what is the wwf i'll take that for 500 alex yeah uh crazy oh bullshit God. um we cut to Gorilla Monsoon in the WWF video control, which my note on that was, looks like my apartment. And You know, yeah. Oh, okay. We'll talk there's about like, che- There's like two TV screens in the background of here, and there's otherwise, that's it. It's just you know, blank see, in a brown room. Compared to some of the other locales we visit later on in this fine production... That that oh, I can't wait that for us to talk set, about the TNT set. That set looked high end. Okay. Yeah, so I, I was that, I was comparatively impressed with Gorilla Monsoon setup, okay? Mm-hmm. So Gorilla Monsoon is the is the host of this video. Uh this video I for some reason I decided to like write down every time Gorilla talks, but he very rarely had anything interesting to really say. Nah, he's just uh, there to like introduce segments and shit. Yeah. Um I had I had a I had a line from him written down about superstars that can literally fly in and out of that squared circle. And he really did emphasize literally, and like, my man, I have watched what is supposed to be a literal fucking dragon on this uh in wrestling do this isn't flying it's falling with style so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna press x to doubt that we have wrestlers literally flying in and out of the ring but you know yeah whatever yeah so um we as it's kind of like an intro to this whole uh kind of like a a a a, uh what's the word for it something to set the mood that's right yeah uh we cut to this big fucking tag match of a bunch of stars of the era so pretty could be a pretty big deal but all we're really here for is don morocco is in the ring with andre the giant and 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 i just want to point out it's fucking team a versus team b christ Mm -hmm the what what brilliantly creative name that's the fucking blooper there why don't we have clever ass names for our wrestling team jesus christ mm-hmm. oh my god so, that's weird don morocco gets thrown into the ropes and andre just like turns around and like hits him ass first and morocco has to like sell it is like oh god i have been taken Dude. out by 
by Andre the Giant's humongous ass. Yes. Oh, he ran into Big Man's ass. <laughs> that that is a trope we will never see again. Yeah. Oh, I will talk more on this later in this fucking episode. But I did take note of the tropiness on display here. Uh, yeah. Oh man, it's so funny. Please laugh. Speaking of please laugh, uh, so we start the first of three of the hearts and flowers segments. Oh, the, my Christ. Uh, of TNT, which was apparently a reoccurring bit where Vince McMahon would do like, what's, what's that? What's the, what's the, you know, when, when you write in to, for love advice in a newspaper, what's that called? Uh, oh shit. The well, dear... There, there's a whole bunch there's fucking miss manners there's uh i don't know amy there's an amy i'm pretty sure i don't know they go under fucking pseudonyms yeah it's like it's it's like that dear whatever letters yeah. in a newspaper where oh, you send god. in questions oh, about your love advice for love advice and then you get an answer and apparently as a reoccurring bit vince would dear have abby. heel managers come dear on to abby. the show dear abby that's what i was thinking of is dear abby but what if there were heel wrestling managers and all the questions were wrestling related and oh my and, god uh, okay okay so off the bat vince <laughs> clearly wrote every single one of these letters right totally i i i i don't want to believe these letters are real <laughs> i'm there's I'm no not saying goddamn way be. Yeah, okay. But, so we want to talk about cheap sets first of all. And the hearts and flowers segment I think takes the goddamn cake on this one. That it looks shit like the backdrop looks like some shit you would make in like high school art class. Yeah, no, this shit looks like thrown together at the last fucking second on the smallest possible budget. Like they're in this weirdly cramped space. The set just looks aesthetically unpleasing. The, they have just, like, some fucking, like, cardboard paper cut-out hearts with arrows through them. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, my God. It's the, it's the lamest shit. And Vince has got some heel manager who I've never met yeah, okay. before. Yeah, uh, okay. For first, I, we're going to... There's a lot of education for David today on this show. Some of these, like... Yeah, I'm learning. Wrestling figures is, first, we have Classy Freddy Blassie who is basically yeah, just a crotchety old fuck with a cane and he calls everyone pencil necked geeks dude this man the way this man talked was like the the, the, the most it's like your drunk uncle at a party who's just that you, who has that you like don't that you have to invite because your parents say you have to invite the whole family, but yeah. you just desperately don't want to talk to. And he's got, he's got so many words to say with absolutely nothing the fuck to say behind him. Like he's one of those guys that just relies on you understanding his like implications to everything he says. Like ah yeah, you know you got to vague platitudes. Ah you if you, you you know what I'm you know what I'm talking about. This is how it is. I'm just telling them how it is. Like mm -hmm. that's the energy I got from Freddie Blassie over here. It was wild. Yeah. Fun fact is once he got old enough to where he couldn't be a really a heel man a manager anymore, is basically 
WWF kept him underemployed because he was really good friends with uh, Vince McMahon uh, Sr. And so Freddie Blassie was employed with the WWF until he died. And what he his, his job became is he would be like epic narrator voiceover guy. Wait, for like, really? For like promo videos for pay-per-views and shit. That, wait, Batman? Does he have like... So the Freddie Blassie voice is not his like voice voice then. Because that... There's no way that voice, as he does it, does epic promos. Time, no beginning, no end. Now he does that voice the same way. He is. Oh shit! Well, that's yeah. You know what? Godspeed. I yeah. I appreciate having uh voices different than just the standard. Ah, oh, this is WWF. Nah, he does. He does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, now he does the voice. Um, his most, his kind of most famous roles of, that people would know him for is that he managed the Iron Sheik during, when the Iron Aced. Sheik beat uh, Bob Backlund to become WWF champion just so Hogan could beat him for the title two weeks later. Ooh. But he was the Sheik's manager. And fun fact, when Hulk Hogan was a heel in the AWA, he also managed Hogan. Wait, really? Oh, shit. Yeah. But the she Iron Sheik and him coming out with the same like turban and shit that the Sheik wears oh was kind of his most famous role in oh, as, as oh modern fans know my him. My God, that's amazing! Yeah, so f classy Freddie Blassie is here to answer some questions. Uh, the first okay, question, the first one, the first one is what tipped me off to the fact that this is bullshit. Because the fucking first question is, my husband and I really in, er, enjoyed TNT so much. Yeah, that's a goddamn lie off the Yeah, bat. okay, almost pretty much every single write-in answer is uh, someone who watches T, who loves Tuesday Night Titans and the WWF in particular. And, and a, a lot, lot of, of questions like related to this. And like, I yeah. know there have always been women who were fans of this shit, but... This the way these are written don't feel like real housewives. They feel like Vince airing some weird psychosexual shit. On yeah, air. they. <laughs> but okay, so this first question is like they watch is that husband and wife they watch TNT together. Except you know the problem is is that their husband the husband likes it so much that after the show he just doesn't pay attention to his wife at all. Which this is, is like this what? is giving me big. This is giving me big vibes of. One of the early Monday Night Raw commercials back when it started airing in 93 and 94 was this clip of a man like clearly about to have sex. And then the woman involved mentions it's Monday night. And the guy, he goes, wait, Monday night. And he just immediately stops and turns on Raw instead. Okay. So Vince <laughs> definitely gets off to people being here. Vince definitely gets off to people being more interested in his show than they are in sex. Okay, that's universal truth about Vince's psychosexual bullshit number one that we've discovered off the bat. Okay. That's great. All right. So, uh, so, so the wife in this is like, "What do I do to get my husband to stop ignoring me after Tuesday Night Titans every week on in, on T on NBC?" Uh, and Freddie Freddie Blassie just starts raining. Maybe you take a bath. You know. Yeah, save, save the pets. <laughs> yeah, take a goddamn bath, you dirty whore. Yeah, and and uh, and uh, Vince, you know, Vince trying to—I don't remember why Vince reiterates this. He's like, well, you know, they really 
and he really enjoys TNT. And he's like, well, and Freddie goes, well, he should enjoy TNT. <laughs> he just kind of like stop. He Freddie Blassie. I don't know if he's playing up that he's kind of a not all there crazy old man, or if he is a not all there crazy old man, but there are definitely moments where he just kind of like stops talking as if he isn't, you know, his brain isn't quite, you know, clicking and giving him things to say. Dude, no, Freddie Blossy is clearly not all there. The, I literally made a comment to you at one point about this man clearly has no fucking clue where he is. And, like, the best part is, in response to all of this, and in fact, in response to every single fucking TNT segment we watched tonight, Vince, like, is playing it straight to an almost cartoonish degree. Now, Vince, sounds like Vince, I feel like Jimmy Fallon learned from Vince how to be a late-night talk show host. Because Vince laughs at fucking everything. And I he laughs, like, good-naturedly at the most psychotic bullshit that Freddie Blassie said. <laughs> and it, yep. I, don't, it, I don't know if he genuinely finds it funny or if he thinks that this is what you should do as a talk show host or what I will say is it feels like a lot of, there's a lot of bits in this episode that feel like they are there to like pop the boys. <laughs> They're there to like make the people who doing the show laugh. I, yeah, I, I did at one point here, like cameraman laughter off screen, I think. Yeah, like, oh, that's yeah, some like that a few YouTube times. era manufactured authenticity shit. Why are we doing mm -hmm. this on goddamn TNT? Uh, so the next question is uh, the wife, uh, you know, writing in that her husband loves the WWF and in fact, and in fact, of course, practices whole wrestling holds on her. <laughs> And uh, they make but then again, specific, she didn't consent. So. They make a specific note about how his suit Jimmy Snooka Superfly splash off of their dresser is particularly dangerous. How, how even? What? I I want to know that shit. What that bedroom time looked like? Cause like, <laughs> how do you lead into that? Hey, honey, I have a few things I want to try tonight. I want to, you, you tell your wife you, you want to put the moves on her and you, then you get up to the dresser and go for the super fly splash. Honestly, 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 I see nothing wrong with this. I, I think that's amazing. Uh, yeah, I got some real ideas to spice up the. The, the bedroom and I got some new moves I want to try on you. Oh, oh is that oh. so? Oh, he's coming off the top rope! The top ah! rope! From the top rope! From the top rope! Oh my Speaking god. Of spicing it up in the bedroom, there's a few of these I'm where we're going to get to that, I think. Oh, oh, yeah, there's one I'm excited to talk about. Alright, so first of all, I don't know if Freddie Blassie fully got the question, because as soon after Vince finishes reading this off, Blassie just starts putting over the Superfly splash. <laughs> He's like, "Well, you know, it's very dangerous to get over from the dresser to the bed." Yeah, know? exactly. See, like he just—he has no fucking clue where he is. He's just hearing keywords and then going. Yeah, and 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 uh, 
Vince has to reiterate the question to him to kind of get him to give a real answer. And he's like, oh, well, you know, that's fine. You know, on, on my second wife, I practice strangleholds on her. <laughs> what? What the fuck? You know, Dude, this done... shit was so unhinged from the get-go. No, he, and it, he, audience, he literally it is like, only got weirder from here. He, he literally is like, these broads, you know, these days need to be kept in line. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, just casually encouraging domestic abuse on TNT. No. And Vince is okay. good-naturedly laughing at it. Yeah, and he, he like, he says there's a lot of frustrated women out here. And he, like, blames women watching soap operas and, like, getting fantasies in their heads about, like, romance and relationships uh, yes. and soap <laughs> operas. Which is nothing like men watching re watching violent soap operas and getting fantasies in their head about Jimmy Snooky. Jim, Jimmy Snuka splashing their wives from the fucking top of their dresser. Totally two different things. Yeah, and and uh, next third question for Blassie is: It's a sixty-year-old woman with limited experience in men, but you know she's got nice legs and a nice posterior, and she's ready to take the plunge, and she has a burning desire to meet a wrestler and so she's asking for recommendations and uh, yeah blast blast is like all right yeah i got a couple fellas in mind and vince is all like well you know she's 60 years old and he's like well you know you just you don't have there's not a lot of 60 year old wrestlers and he's like, well you know you don't have to be you don't have to be the same age as her you know and he suggests uh sergeant slaughter tito santana Hulk Hogan and the Tongan kid. And Vince, like the Tongan kid, he's 18 years old. And he's like, what? Yeah. And Freddie. Yeah, he's got a lot of life him. in him for that 60 year old. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a lot of life in front of him. He's perfect for a 60 year old. So, so, so Freddie Blassie's a big fan of Cougars. No, and he, he, he and he's, and he's like, well, you know, as long as there's a real fire. You know, in there, just fire going down there. You know, it doesn't matter how old you are, 60, 70 years old. Hey, you know what? He's not kink shaming, and that's what's important. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Finally, we get out of this segment, but we have two <laughs> more god. of those to oh go. Oh my god. I felt like a, I felt like it was a sweet escape. Jesus. All right. So we get Gorilla intros talking about how, you know, wrestlers are very sensitive about their hair because it's like the one thing they can't really nest, they can't really control as well. You know, you know, you, you can you can diet and exercise and you can keep yourself well groomed and all that. But Gorilla you can't wants to be very self conscious about hair loss, apparently. Yeah. I wonder why. Uh, but. <laughs> Uh, and so we cut to Mike Sharp versus Steve Gray. Uh, Steve Gray is a jobber. And basically Mike Sharp just, we just get like a couple seconds of a clip where Mike Sharp just beats the shit out of this jobber. And literally the jobber's toupee comes off. Yeah. Okay. That was a jobber? Oh, okay. Yeah. That was just some guy. jobber dude. Oh my God. And I assume this is one of those bloopers in this yeah. bloopers bleeps yeah. of body slams. Ah, uh, ha, ha, bald man is bald. Ha, 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 he doesn't have hair. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Uh, speaking of bloopers, uh, after this, Gorilla talks about how Tiger Chung Lee, who we've actually seen on this podcast before, uh, way back in the WrestleMania 3 bit, is Tiger Chung Lee can legitimately, you know, break bricks with his hand. 
Uh, however, uh, Gorilla Monsoon, for this particular uh, stunt, bought the wrong kind of brick. Uh, and so, when the Tongan kid, we cut to this, not Tongan, Tiger Chung Lee, excuse me. We cut to Tiger Chung Lee trying to break the bricks in an interview with like Tiger and Freddie Blassie is his manager and the Vince is the interviewee. And he just can't break the bricks. We just get to watch him like just attempt to like chop the brick. Nothing happens. Everyone kind of laughs at him. He's like, Tiger's like, no, no, I'm going to make this work. I hope to God that was actually like what happened is that Gorilla Monsoon was in charge of buying the fucking bricks and he bought the wrong ones. I hope so. Uh, that it would was be so little... fucking funny. Yeah, it was a good one. Uh, Blassie starts speaking Korean at some point. Yeah, and... but, okay. Okay. Can, could Fred Blassie actually speak Korean? Was that legit? I cannot tell. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know enough about foreign languages to know if he's just speaking gibberish or okay. not. Uh, but, and Vince starts laughing a lot at seeing this. Is yeah, all that was, apart. and the, and dude, the audience is getting fucking vitriolic over it. They're like jeering aggressively over this. They're like, hey, hey, fuck you. Why aren't you doing it? Why don't you break the brick? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was that was a that was a cute. That was actually kind of a cute se- segment mm-hmm. and made even funnier. It's legitimately like Gorilla Monsoon for some reason was in charge of buying the bricks for this. And he just bought the ones that had fucking steel rods through them. Mm-hmm. They ain't breaking. Um, Next, we get a number of Lou Albano segments. Uh, Lou Albano, the real MVP of this of this VHS, if I know. Oh, so. Captain Lou! My is God, here. Lou, Captain Lou! Al- okay, holy shit! I I'm gonna do this like temporally accurate to as we were watching. So the first time we watched the a Lou Albano thing pop up, I looked at him like this guy looks familiar. Hmm. But mostly he's just kind of there and he's got like a rubber band attached to his face for some reason. Okie dokie then. Yeah, and uh, we our intro to him is um, he is walking as a manager and you hear Gorilla Monsoon from commentary saying that Lou Albano is the greatest argument for birth control. And yes. we cut to a bit where Lou Albano is on the set of Tuesday Night Titans. And he is rambling about how smart he is. And I, to which I wrote, I wrote only the first sentence because after that, he's just kind of rambling too much for me to get anything. But he's like, back, back in the medulla of my brain, I have an IQ of 901.23. Oh my God. Yeah. He's just, the, the, he is the epitome of like delusional heel logic, I think. And it's yeah. great. And it only gets better from here. I can't wait to talk more about him. Holy shit. Now here for the worst segment of the entire show for not being a blooper, a bleep, or a body slam in my estimation. Uh, We get a pose down between Tony Atlas and Paul Orndorff. Um, Yeah, okay. Vince McMahon is here. Is snuck in a segment for him to be horny about bodybuilders. Yeah, this is the World Bodybuilding Federation before the World Bodybuilding Federation. And to be clear, this isn't the last time he would do something like this. Uh, Pretty famously at the Royal Rumble in 1989, I want to say, or 1990. uh, The Ultimate Warrior had a pose down with Rick Rude in the ring 
Uh, but that was with a cheering audience of people, you know, it's still stupid, but it, the energy is different for some reason. This is happening at some, like, like, I don't, intimate, it's like, like some like night, intimate, like, like professional dinner or some shit. Yeah. At like a fucking like, like, like classy, I don't know, Italian restaurant where everything's like candlelit and there's a piano mm -hmm. player in the background, like weird, weird fucking venue for a pose down. Yeah, so I mean, Tony Atlas and Tony Atlas goes first. Uh, he does his poses. And I mean, then, it was cool. I've never seen I a guess. pose down before. It's yeah, interesting. I mean, to, it's interesting slash slightly like un viscerally uncomfy to see how like bodybuilders manipulate their muscles. Yeah, 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 yeah. How it goes. And Paul Orndorff comes out. I made a note that they don't even bother to give him a different song. They give him the same fucking elevator music. Holy Great. shit! It's uh, so funny, and he just does a lamer routine. Yeah, he just is almost the exact same routine as Tony Allen's. Great. And then after that, he br Vince brings him back up to the stage, and they and he just we're deciding by audience and applause. And Orndorff gets like golf claps. Uh, Atlas gets yep. more, a little bit more than golf claps. And Atlas is Atlas is named the winner. And I wrote down Paul Orndorff's response because I thought it was funny. Is that? That was a quick count, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? What does that even mean? I know what it means, but like, mm -hmm. Jesus, Orndorff. Wrong venue, my man. Yeah, yeah no. And then so Orndorff huffing that copium real hard. And of course, he attacks Mr. USA. Wagity -wagity he Pearl Harbored him. He Pearl Harbored yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Real Pearl Harbor job. I'm sure Gorilla. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, Kyle. Pearl Harbor job. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure Gorilla Monsoon was, was jumping in his seat to, to commentate on that one. Yeah. I noted that one of the waiter looking people was a masked wrestler, but also that same masked wrestler would come back in the, in the ending bit with the wedding reception. So well, I think there was another, like, there was another masked wrestler like in the crowd too. So mm -hmm. I, I just love how they have like cat luchadors just casually attending this shit. Sure. Sure. Uh, and then uh, we cut back to Gorilla, who talks about how it's the loneliness of wrestling just on the road constantly. And, you know, sometimes uh, people get friends, you know, and then he's talking about pets. And he's, you know, some people have the friend in a dog. Well, the Iron Cheek, he has a camel. Yes. And so we Here cut comes. to Tuesday Night Titans with Iron Cheek and his camel. Oh, my God. My favorite boy. Iron Sheik is here, and he's. I don't think I don't think I've seen Sheik really in action before. And oh my god, he is glorious. I love Sheik, dude. Holy shit, he is the Sheik, best. Sheik is so committed to the bit; it works for me. <laughs> Iron Sheik, yeah. Okay, so Iron Sheik should be offensive for all those who are for, who may be at all unfamiliar with Iron Sheik. He's exactly the stereotype he sounds like he's like arabic he's got the whole like fucking get up uh he, he speaks with the accent and broken english he has a camel he should be deeply offensive and in a vacuum he is but that is leaving out the fact this is a man who makes his entire personality to this day hating hulk hogan with every fiber of his being he despises Hulk Hogan, and he is constantly rambling to this day 
in the year of our Lord 2022 on Twitter about how much he fucking hates Hulk Hogan, which makes him the best person in the universe. Yeah, he is. Iron Sheik is hysterical, honestly, in this bit. I can't help but kind of loving the this camel bullshit. Oh, it was uh, great. I was all here for the camel yeah, bullshit. Yeah, so <clears throat> Iron Sheik claims that, you know, Vince is coming into this. is like, this camel is fucking ugly. and Which is like, it's a normal looking camel. It's looked fine to me. I don't know. I don't think camels are that ugly. I know, gross, I, maybe, but I don't. I don't think of him as like. Vince ugly. is talking, or she is talking about how the camel's beautiful, and Vince is like, "Oh god!" I'm like, "No, that's a, that's a nice looking camel." Like, yeah, it's fine. I don't like. Are you disgusted because because it's foreign, Vince? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, yeah, I yeah, I Vince was not convinced the camel was was beautiful. I beg to differ. I think that was a lovely no. fucking camel. But Iron Sheik, he grew up with this camel. He is trained with this camel. And Vince is like, what do you mean by that? And Iron Sheik is like, you know, not like a Sergeant Slaughter and a Hulk Hogan. Is they couldn't survive days without water in the hot desert. But I can, like the camel can. Yeah, I guess Iron Sheik, which I miss, which 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 I miss on Twitter because I, uh, I'm taking a wild guess that Sergeant Slaughter has uh, passed on from this life. Uh, no, uh, Slaughter's fine. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. Slaughter's alive. Why doesn't Sheik ever fucking rant about? Well, uh, I, well, I think I think you know. I think they've bygones have been bygones. Sergeant Slaughter became an Iraqi sympathizer and uh, death bros with Saddam Hussein once. And I, I think, guess, and I guess Iron Sheik is still living in that kayfabe. I mean, Iron Sheik was actually part of his posse as totally not different. Uh. Uh, uh, General Adnan. Oh no, he's. I think he was. Oh Colonel, yeah, uh, Colonel. Uh, no, I think I don't think he was Adnan. I think he was the other guy in that posse. <clears throat> oh my god! Oh, but yeah, him god. and Sergeant Slaughter. I think they've buried the hatchet over that time. They were both supportive of Saddam Hussein in uh, Operation uh, whatever in uh, Desert Storm. In Desert Storm, yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, no. The camel is he. He makes a joke about how the camel is even more of a gentleman than than Sergeant Slaughter. Fucking true. Yep. And uh, Alfred Hayes comes over for the kind of his first bit of the night, where he is mostly just like a fuddy dud British man. The entire that's his entire shtick. That is his gimmick. Is we are here to make humiliate Alfred Hayes. He is the butt monkey because he is a he is a goofy British man. He's a goof. He he set up the proud tradition that that later Lord William Regal would be leaning into by shamelessly flirting with Excalibur and then excusing you with I can get away with these things. I'm an eccentric Englishman. It's we we, we would not be here if not for fuddy duddy butt monkey Lord Alfred Hayes. <laughs> Godspeed, Alfred. So they uh, can't, he at, Vince asked for uh, Alfred's opinion on this camel, and he's like, "There's a peculiar aroma," and uh, he talk. Vince talks up the protruding lips on this cam on this camel, mm, and that's he's a like, "Description." Trying, he's like trying to say that, like, is this camel like a normal camel? He's not like got some like medical condition. And I wrote, "Camel tries to kiss Vince." Because it kind of yes. did. 
And she was like, no, this is a normal camel. And so Vince asks for the name of the camel in Arab is what he says. And um, she grambles off this whole long name. And Vince is like, oh, okay, that's certainly the name. But what, what would be an American equivalent? And I heard Claude. I don't know if you heard something different. Okay. No, I heard Claude too. But yeah. Okay. So she gives us, uh, so, so he, so he asked for the Arabic name and she goes on a long, I'm sure gibberish, like ramble uh, of a name. It's, it's a zillion syllables. And Vince and Lord Alfred are like, ah, ah, it's too foreign for me. Uh, what's right. the English name? And then he goes, Claude. And, and they're like, oh, the whole Claude, studio, Claude. the whole studio laughs at that one. They, they all, everyone butts the gut when he's like, you know, Claude. it's funny because wait, I need to look this up. So what? So TNT was 84 to 86, right? Yeah. This is an 84. Um, I need to see something. All the, here. all the clips in this are all the clips in this are from 84, 84. Okay. Please. Oh my God. I think they're I think they're being ripoffs here. I have no proof of this, but I saw I I've seen this exact same fucking joke on the Muppet Show. Um from an episode six years before this. Of fucking... course you knew the Muppets bit for well, Okay, this. okay, okay. Because Danny Kay was guest starring and he did a segment with the Swedish chef where he was like playing the Swedish chef's like uncle or something and he's talking to the swedish chef uh, early on in the bit and the, the swedish chef goes um and 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 danny k goes yes yes that's his name but we call him tom <laughs> and it's like it's it's just the same fucking joke they ripped off the muppet show they ripped off a fucking swedish chef bit what the that sounds about right. Um, so Alfred Hayes moves his way to the backside of the camel and Vince says, and I quote, Oh, you're standing near the posterior of that camel. Is there any action that way? Yeah, Vince casually asks Lord Alfred if the camel's taking a shit currently. <laughs> Which, no, a different no, animal's going to take a shit later. Uh, and Alfred is like, no, no way, no, no, no. And, and you know, just laugh it off at all right. And I guess we're to that segment right now, is Gorilla Intros talk the uh, segment with Kamala the Ugandan giant and Freddie Blassie brings a famous performing chicken named Friday. And as we will I don't soon think learn, the chicken's named Friday, but we'll no, get there. No, it is. The chicken is named Friday. Uh, well, I'll get there in a second because I have a whole thing about this. All right. And so we are on the set of TNT and Freddie Blassie brings in his chicken and kimchi is with him. Uh, that is Kamala's usual handler. Wait. Uh, okay. Hold up. I looked this up. Let me see. Okay. Which, by the World way, Wrestling. kimchi, if you must know, is the name of a Korean dish. No, no, no. And they okay. used it okay. for, you know. Okay. Wikipedia might be lying to me here. That's possible. But World Kamala, World Wrestling Federation, 1984. At the insistence uh -huh. of Andre the Giant, Kamala debuted in the World Wrestling Federation in 1984. He was managed by Freddie Blassie and man uh -huh. uh, and a masked handler in safari clothing known as Friday. Um, 
in a memorable segment uh, on the television program Tuesday Night Titans, Kamala seemingly devoured a live chicken with a cutaway shot of feathers flying out of his mouth to create the illusion. Hmm. Well, how about that? It could be kimchi, because, fuck, kimchi also... Kimchi is Steve Lombardi, who's the Brooklyn brawler. But he Kim is not she, the first person whose hand whose hand. The first one was Don was was Don Fargo. Um, mm. the the first one was Don Fargo. So that might have been Don Fargo in that getup. But wait, no, hold up a second. Um, Kimchi Pro Wrestling, because I thought that was yeah. Kimchi is only I think Steve Lombardi is the only one who's Kimchi. Oh. But I think then Don Fargo went by Friday. Okay, so... Okay, I thought the Friday was the chicken. It's entire... Maybe, but, like, according to this, Friday is... is the handler. Yeah, no, 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 because Vince says we're happy to welcome Friday on Tuesday night, uh... Titans, which I assumed, I assumed, I assumed he was still, I assumed he was still talking about the chicken. No, because because he said that before they kind of brought the chicken in. I think because he was like surprised at them bringing in the chicken, and he like didn't know about the chicken yet, supposedly. So I think Friday was Kamala's ham handler. I don't know, maybe okay, I'm crazy, man. but yes. So this this All was right, not man. the this was not the Brooklyn brawler. I don't think then. I think no, this was. I don't, Don I don't Fargo. think it was Brooklyn. But I did remember that it was fucking Brooklyn Brawler as Kimchi. Also, wait, Brooklyn Brawler was also Knuckleball Schwartz? What the fuck? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, he was. Oh my god. They just got him doing all sorts of stupid shit. <laughs> Evidently. Alright, so, Freddie Blassie and Friday bring in the famous performing chicken. And uh, I wrote Check Out That Talk Show set because this is the first time we get a real good look at the set for Tuesday Night Titans. Oh, yeah. The, oh, God. It certainly looks like they're just trying to rip off Letterman. Uh, I think it would be Johnny Carson in 84. That they okay, fair enough. Off. I'm just but, saying Letterman is yeah. a catch-all for... Sure, sure, sure. It's definitely very stereotypical setup. Like, you got, like, the desk, and you got, like, a couch, and, like, two seats. One for the guest, one for the sidekick. Literally any late-night talk show set you have ever seen, it's that one. Oh yeah, no, except on like a bit of a lower budget. No, it looks a lot cheaper. Definitely um, looks cheaper. So they bring in this chicken, and Freddie Blassie is hyping it up as the famous performing chicken. It'll it'll perform, you know, whenever you want at will. And immediately, the first time they do a cut to the chicken, the chicken just starts taking his shit. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> notice that. No, it, it's, it's a little quick, but it immediately starts taking a shit right there on oh, camera. Oh my god, that's the real fucking blooper right there. Because that's when Vince starts making fun of it, because he notices, because when they cut back, Vince notices the chicken taking a shit, and he's like, oh yeah, it's performing alright. Oh my god, Vince. And I don't know what the chicken is supposed to do. We'll never know. Because they cut, they do a cut, quick cut to now Kamala yeah. is here. Yeah. And Kamala is like kneeled down with his fucking spear in his hand. And he's staring down this chicken. Oh, he certainly performs as fucking Kamala's dinner. 
Yeah, so Freddie Blassie is then just yelling like, and right here, tonight, right now, he will eat this chicken live here in the studio. And Vince's like, what? <laughs> He's going to do what? He's going to, yeah, Vince is very scandalized by this. My man is 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 not happy. He's not, he's like, he's like, oh, whoa, hold on a second. They're like, nah, it's fine. He's going to eat the chicken. And Vince is getting very concerned for this chicken's life. He's like, but, uh, this- don't done do jack shit to stop it. Live in front of the studio audience, he's going to eat this chicken. Yeah, uh, and then they do a cutaway. They do a quick cut. He gra- like take the chicken out, and they show Kamala grabbing the chicken. We're going to do cut. this live smash cut. Smash cut to now the chicken is gone, and there's just like feathers around Feathers, yep. He ate the chicken. Great. I mean, it's probably for the better that he didn't actually eat a live chicken. But well, uh, yes, of course. What 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 editing? What editing work done here? Oh, top tier. All right. Uh so then we get according to Gorilla Monsoon, undoubtedly one of the funniest midget matches ever. Yeah, oh my god. He starts off with undoubtedly this is one of the funniest midget matches and I'm like, "Oh god." Yeah. Oh, it's honestly no. could have been worse. Uh, it's it's Dana like, Carpenter versus the Haiti. Kid. It's more the term midget matches. It's true. Oh God. Uh, so I got yeah. the breakdown here is Dana Carpenter has got a Haiti kid down on the ground and like, he's got his arm in a hold and Dana and Dana starts like biting Haiti kids fingers. And then in retaliation, Haiti gets up and starts biting Dana Carpenter in the ass. Uh yes, and, ha, ha, oh, he bite butt. Ha, ha ha ha. And then okay, so Dana Carpenter starts complaining to the referee about this. And then uh they're fighting, and Haiti Kid does like a slingshot move to Dana Carpenter. It's basically like where you got a guy down on the ground, you grab his legs, and then you like literally fling him upwards. Uh it's the kind of bullshit wrestling move that could literally not exist happen in real life. Yeah, uh but Haiti kid slingshots Dana Carpenter into the referee's arms and then so Dana Carpenter like twists and he rolls up the referee and Haiti kid counts the 1 2 3. And Dana Carpenter tries to be like I won. Wackity schmackity do. Yeah. Uh they they fucking they fucking count out the referee. What the yeah. fuck? And then continuing the bit, the ref after the referee's like, no. No, that that's not how that works. You can't pin me. Dude, dude <laughs> Haiti could get so excited about that. Yeah. That so, was actually really funny. Yeah, later in the match, does Haiti Kid does a move and he pins Dana Carpenter. And Dana Carpenter does that bit where like strong guy wrestlers usually are the ones who do this. Is that he literally like press lifts Haiti Kid off of him and throws him off. And so they do a bit where Dana Carpenter throws Haiti kid off of him. Haiti kid lands in the arms of the ref. The ref throws Haiti kid back onto Dana Carpenter for another pin. One, two, they do the bit again. And oh, then, man. and then that's how they cut away. I don't, I don't know if they show us the winner or not. I don't think they do. They, they did. We like saw the funny, laugh. funny, ha ha bits. That's all we need to see. I mean, some of that was actually cute slapstick, but also ha ha ha. He bite the butt. Ha ha ha. Yeah. All right, then we cut back to Tuesday Night Titans, where Ivan Putsky is teaching uh, the polka. And the real comedy of the bit here is supposed to be Vince McMahon is way, way, way too into doing the polka. 
That was the joke. I didn't get it. I literally just have in my notes something something dancing IDK. No, I was like, the joke the, the joke is, is that Vince here? is over. The joke is that Vince is like overexcited and acting like a goofball. Oh that's the, wow, that's the comedy of the bit. Vince McMahon having an interest, an enthusiastic interest in polka comedy gold. Yeah. Speaking of comedy gold, let's get to the next bit where Hulk Hogan is show is making some protein shakes. Hulk Hogan cooking show where he's making fucking protein shakes. Absolutely oh, yes. love this bit. Entirely. Oh, this was a great uh, bit. He's Hulk Hogan. He is showing off his protein, his Python powder to Vince and Lord Alfred Hayes. And he's he's already made most of the, the yes. He's already made the protein shake and he starts pouring it out into cups. And you got, first of all, they're like, is it always this color? Vince goes, is it always this color? And Hulk goes, Well, you know, well, you know something, dude. My Python powder, brother. It's it's got to look great, like all the Hulk. It's got to look great, dude, because you see, it's gonna make your muscles like cement, brother. So you got, it's got to look great, Jack. But but it doesn't always look great, Hulk. Well, you know something, dude. You know, <laughs> making protein shakes is a little more like art than science, brother. Uh... You know. <laughs> Sometimes I get creative with the colors I throw in there. Sometimes it's green. Sometimes it's fucking purple. Sometimes it's oh, yeah. like sickly yellow. It's all well, fine, gotta, brother. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you something, dude. You got to be careful if it turns out black, brother. If it turns <laughs> out black, you're not going to this Fun one. fact. That's where the fucking House of Black Mist derives from. It's, it's from like, Hulk Hogan's Python like. You, it's, you, you, you like cook bootleg python powder the, the wrong way, and it creates a toxic a, a, a concoction so toxic that it alters your state of mind. That makes sense, actually. Yeah, I it can fits, only imagine it? what Hulk Hogan is putting in that protein powder. Well, I tell you, he oh. pulls out twelve pills. Hulk Hogan. We are not sure what these are. Twelve vitamins. His power pack of twelve. <laughs> His vitamins. His powerful python pack. Or maybe it was python power pack. Either way, the pythons were part of the alliterative name there. And Vince is is astonished that Hogan is just going to down these random fucking pills. Yeah, he's like, don't try this at home, kids. <laughs> so Hogan, hey, Hogan's Hogan... always telling me to eat my vitamins. What the fuck are you on about, Vince? Yeah, you can just eat any vitamins, dude. Uh, I... He didn't specify. He just says eat your vitamins. Which ones? <sighs> but I got to make sure to tell you something, brother. As I've only done steroids once, dude. When I was recovering <laughs> from an injury, brother. I otherwise am clean, dude. I'm only I'm always saying my prayers and eating my real vitamins. I don't do steroids, Jack. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. But so so Hogan downs the vitamins and washes them down with the fucking protein shake. And Vince no. is like, wow, that's impressive. And no. he offers he offers some to Lord Alfred. And Lord Alfred's like, oh, no, no, I've, uh, I've eaten. I've eaten already today. And it's like, I've, oh, I'm, I'm going to try it. Now, Vince and, tastes it. And, and he's he goes, like, oh, this is oh that's, actually not bad. that's actually quite good. Which I was mm. like, okay, I'm surprised by that. 
No, and then so... Well, he might have just Vince... been doing an astounding sell job, because they do get Lord Alfred to try it, and Lord Alfred fucking walks off screen to puke. It's also, this is when I noted that they, that uh, this whole time Vince, uh, excuse me, Hogan has been calling him Awful Alfred. Oh my god. This whole time. And he's like, well, you're gonna grow, you know, you're gonna drink grow six inches overnight, brother. And... Yeah. You just gotta say your prayers and eat your vitamins. You grow six inches overnight. You're gonna grow six inches overnight, dude. And that's only in the penis. <laughs> well, how do you think I'm able to to attract the lovers that I say the n word to? <laughs> oh, 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 brother. That's that. Oh, that's actually totally different, dude. That's just me fucking my friend's wives, brother. Oh. <laughs> But but could he have could he have gotten her without having a dick that was insanely long because of his protein shakes? Possibly not, dude. Definitely not, mother. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, he Alfred drinks it and he like runs off and goes to puke and Vince laughs at him. Yeah, Vince is Vince just laughs at Alfred's misery. Okay, asshole. What a what a reoccurring bit we have there. All right, so. Okay, then we get to the second love segment. And honestly, the best one. As Lou Albano is here (laughs) to answer some questions. And okay, so Lou Albano shows up. And at this point, I'm like, all right, fuck. I know I've seen this face before. This is fucking Mario from the Super Mario Super Show, isn't it? Austin's like, nah, nah, that can't be him. I looked it up. That is fucking live-action Mario from the Super Mario Super Show. Lou Albano's over here like, ah, don't do weed, kids. Are you going to go to hell before you die? <laughs> so, okay. So the first question is that uh, it's a question for a wife saying her husband is from the old world to which Vince in like, whatever, in, whatever that that's means. whatever that means. I don't know. And he doesn't wear deodorant or anything like that. And he smells and he's like, I need some help. And Albert's like, well, you see some people, they are very allergic to deodorants, the oh aerosols, you know, air poisoning, you know, stuff like that. And so he gives this like homebrew deodorant recipe of rubbing alcohol, olive oil, I didn't, I didn't bother. A little bit of witch hazel and shaving lotion. Yep. Apparently equals put it all over his put it all over his body. And you know, apparently that's hypoallergenic deodorant. Which and you know, you okay. know, sometimes oh, oh, and he's also very concerned about that polluting aerosol. So apparently, oh, yeah. apparently, Captain Lou is an environmentalist. Good for yeah, you. So he's like, you know, some of it's still gonna be in the armpits. Hey, shave, shave the armpits. Second person tonight who has suggested shaving as a suggestion. As oh a yeah, suggestion here. Yeah, fucking. And our uh, Albano is like, I don't bother with deodorants. Yes, I shower three, four times a day. I don't need deodorant. <laughs> he showers three to four times a day, apparently, which is a little excessive. All right, and here is the real best question of yeah. these entire bits. Okay, so. Uh, they are talking about, see, this wife is mentioning that her husband could be considered obese. Mm-hmm. And Lou Albano quickly jumps in here to say that he can't stand fat people. And uh, <laughs> for those of you who have never seen Lou Albano before, I would like to say he is very a little rotund. Hot and, meat kettle. And not only is he rotund, he wears a buttoned up, he buttoned a buttoned Hawaiian shirt, except it is completely unbuttoned. unbuttoned. So his entire flabby stomach is laid out here, and he's like, you know what? I can't stand fat fat people. <laughs> Fucking 
you gotta gotta cut down on your carbohydrates right yeah so and but vince is quick to be like no he's they're not asking for dating advice for like nutritional advice here uh they're asking about the fat you ever are, are you aware of the fat person's guide to ecstasy like oh and, yeah I've read, I've read it was written by a fucking world-renowned psychologist gynecologist yeah first what? time he says that he's like yes i know i know who wrote it and vince's like did you write it <laughs> Those it isn't a side comment. Uh-huh. And Vince is not having any of Albano's <laughs> dumb bullshit about this. And he's like, oh, oh, really? You don't like fat people, huh? Well, what how, how what about you, how would you describe how would yourself? you describe yourself? And he's and he goes, This is all muscle. Yeah, he starts fucking Cartman posting. I'm not fat. This is pure muscle. Yep. It's incredible. And um yeah, he's like, he, he starts to be like, hey, I got nothing against fat people. You know, 450-pound women, they love me. So, you know, I'm not trying to make fun of you, but, you know, hello, carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he, he doesn't want you to be fat. You got to take notes from him. Yep. He knows what he's talking about. Absolutely. Another, so second, second guest on the dating advice show that seems like he has no fucking clue where he actually is. All right, then the final question here is that this this wife is writing in that her husband has these cowboy boots and he just refuses to take them off. And Albano is like, God, get him some deodorant, you know, get some shower in there. I don't know how you're going to do it, but good Lord. He's just doing a long running bit about how smelly this dude's feet are because he just wears these cowboy boots. Athlete's foot. Athlete's foot. He's like, I can't imagine being, you know, when he dies one day, taking getting him ready for the for the casket and then taking him boots off. Oh my god. Yeah, no, I love how he earlier he's like, Well, you know, I don't like that deodorant's got all that fucking aerosol and you know there could be allergies. And then they're asking about like the, the cowboy boots that never come off. Oh well, yeah, you just put some you put some deodorant on it, it's fine. Yeah, pick a make pick one. Yeah, so Lou Albano highlight of these of the heart and flower segments in my book. Absolutely, Lou Albano highlighted this entire fucking VHS. We still have You're so many more wrong. segments to go with him. We do. All right, so then we get the Wild Samoans doing some yes, home on Hawaii family cooking show. Yeah, Alpha and Seeker are just doing, I don't know what they're cooking, but Alfred is just holding his nose because it smells so bad. He says it's yeah. like being stuck, struck with the bubonic plague. Immediately, we're, we're, we're focusing on British fuddy-duddy uh, Alf, Lord Alfred Tenzai. <laughs> not uh, Alfred Tenzai, fuck. No, not that one. The other, Alfred the other Hayes. One. Alfred Hayes, thank you. Dear God. Um, Lord Alfred Hayes. Which, you know, you could interpret it as, like, it actually smells pundantly bad. Or you go with my interpretation of this man is blindingly white and just can't appreciate some, like, non-Western spices. Yeah, Vince Vince has got no problems here. He's very excited about this cooking show. Yeah, but fucking, fucking never had anything spicier than, like, potato salad. Alfred Hayes is, is not, uh... Is not terribly fond of it, which, uh, oh my God, fuck off. Nah. So Vince walks over to where the, the Samoans are cooking and he's like, well, what are we cooking here, boys? And Alpha leans down on the floor where the floor is and he just pulls out a fucking fish. Yeah. Like, and <laughs> bang. a whole ass fish. And even Vince seems taken aback by that, which like, why? It's, it's a fish. That seems kind of like a no. bog standard thing for cooking. 
especially especially for like a Samoan family, which you know. Yeah, kinda... he Vince tries to ask what kind of fish it is, and Alpha answers him in Samoan, and Vince is like, "Yeah, all right, yeah, that's what fish." Yeah, is. All right, cool. Yeah, more more comedy with Vince not understanding foreign languages. <laughs> yeah. So then Alfred comes over finally. Vince is just like yelling at him to get over here. And yeah. Alfred comes Vince over. surprisingly and... all in on this shit. It's kind of great, yeah. actually. Alpha starts like gutting the fish. Like he's pulling the guts out of the fish yes. on camera. And he chops the head off, clean off. And uh, Vince is trying to like needle Alfred to trying some of this fish. And Alfred gives the same excuse he gave with the protein shakes. Dude, fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm noticing a pattern here of, oh, uh, yes, no, I, I ate this morning, it's fine. Yeah, okay, sure. Um, That's going to be proven fucking wrong later on, but mm -hmm. uh, we'll we'll get there. But fuck yeah, off, he, Lord Alfred. He, he eats the tiniest bite of, like, the raw fish that he could possibly eat. They do needle him into getting that much. And then yeah. we cut to after they're done cooking and they all, everyone's got like a bowl of like the cooked fish sitting over by the couches again. <clears throat> and uh, Vince is like, well, I see that there. Alfred, you have, seems like you have the head there. So I don't, you know, I, let's trade. I Vince want is like jealous. Of, he's, he's envious of Alfred having the head, which is great. Mm -hmm. Dude, all this shit. I was saying this to you. All this shit just makes me want a fucking like Anawaii family like cookbook. That would be so dope. I, it would be. That'd be really neat. I they're probably just like good Samoan cookbooks out there that I yeah yeah honestly yeah. would low key love to check out. Like if it's sure. like if we're like dealing with like like fishes and brines and shit like that actually be like legitimately tasty. Fuck, it's gonna make me hungry anyway. Hey, yeah, we we can't get too hungry now. All right, uh, then we get the greatest blooper of all time as according the biggest to blooper Monsoon. in pro wrestling. Holy shit! And what it is is we get a quick cut to the end of a match between uh, Tony Atlas and Rocky Johnson, who is the Dwayne the Rock Johnson's dad. If you weren't aware, oh, uh, versus uh, the Wild Samoans for the tag team titles, and they bump the ref. Albano gets in the ring, tries to hit Tony Atlas with a wooden chair. Tony Atlas ducks, hits Sifa in the head, and the Wild Samoans lose the belts. Greatest yeah. blooper the of all time. Blooper of all time is a fucking bog standard malfunction at the junction. Oh my god. Yep. It was wow. a simpler. Is, it was a simpler time. That is insanely funny to me. That shit you can see on a nearly weekly basis on like modern WWE, AEW, literally anything else. But mm -hmm. no, that is the greatest blooper of all time in like 1984, or fucking whatever. Holy shit, that's funny. Yep. And we cut back to the studio, and Vince is like asking Lou <laughs> Albano about this, and he's like, "What? What do you, you hold say? Me responsibility?" And Lou is like, no, I don't think I hold it. It's not my fault at all. I don't think I hold any responsibility. You know, they have three-time world champions. They, they, they should be tough enough to, you know, I, they did get hit in the head. I admit that. That was an accident. But they should have been tough enough to survive that. Absolutely. So it's all their fault. Look, I'm, I'm all here for it. The delusional heel logic and not entirely knowing where the fuck he is keeps going. Lou Albano is slowly becoming a new favorite of mine. God damn that. Absolutely. This man. I, lo I love Lou Albano. He's Lou Albano is great, dude. Holy shit.
he is just completely unhinged and chaotic. Absolutely. And we'll see more insane. of that at the end of this show. But yes. yeah. Oh, All yeah. Right. So then Gorilla starts talking up Salvatore Pelamono. He is an Italian. And uh, we have a bit here where he makes it at a pizza. <laughs> I will Luigi Primo. Yes, he is the original Luigi Primo. He make He's it the pizza. original Luigi Primo. He makes it a pizza. All right. Yeah, and so suddenly, whole... Lord Alfred is suddenly, a, 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 so, shockingly, has, has not had anything to eat all of a sudden before the show. That would, that would, thank, uh, thank God. Lord Alfred's like, thank God. European cuisine. Uh, Let's yes. go. Fucking pompous prick. All right. They do the, the really the only joke joke of this bit segment is like they put on the they put on the big white chef's hats and they're all like laughing at how silly they look. Uh-huh. And he starts rolling the dough and Vince like you need a roller for that. He's like and they go a real pizza man no use of the rolling pin. That's what my mama said. And. <laughs> And honestly, the funniest thing in the bit was while they're messing around, Vince McMahon notes, he's like, Alfred, you got powder all over your nose. That's not the first time I've seen that. Ah! I missed that part. Nope. Little side comment, joking about Alfred uh, being a little in love with the cocoa, so to speak. (laughs) You know, all the boys were doing cocaine in the back. You know, Lord <laughs> Alfred knows a little about having powder on his nose. Ah, that's so fucking funny. Holy shit. Oh my God, I didn't. And Vince just made a crack about that on fucking TNT. Yep. Isn't that like, isn't it like a PG show? Yeah, but I mean, he didn't say cocaine, so it's fine. Oh my god, Vince. All the little kitties think that that Alfred just really likes baking. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) depending on how involved he is in his own drug habit, maybe he does. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, and then they have like an Italian band play some music, and then <gasps> he breaks out the rolling pin. Waka waka uh. waka segment ends. Uh-huh. All right, then the next bit we do a little bit of an odd couple trading places, you know, fish out of water shit. As Adrian Adonis and Dick Murdoch, who were tag team champions together, visit each other's homes, and so first they have Adrian Adonis down there on the Texan ranch. The old Dick Murdoch, and he's like, and the real only real joke is Adrian Adonis can't get on a fucking horse. Pretty much. <laughs> he's, he's falling over. He's just an inept and, motherfucker. And then we he cut will never to make new, it in Texas. And then we cut to New York City, where Adrian Adonis is. And Adrian Adonis and Big Dick Murdoch is like, oh, I'm so astonished with how big New York City is. And Gene Oakland is there with him. And oh boy, interview uh, awkward interview. Awkward interviews galore here as Gene Okerlund goes up to some random homeless lady and is like, Hey, you lived here? He's like, I've lived here all my life. And he's like, hey, do you know Adrian Donald? He's from around here. It's like, I've never seen him before. Like, God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> you ruined the, you buried the bit. What are you doing? You shot, you're shot, mean Gene. Nah, and then so they cut to a different segment. They're just walking. This is basically like walking down the street in yeah. New York. And he comes up to some random fucking older dude and he's like, yeah, uncle Joe, uncle, this is my uncle Joe. Yeah. I don't think this man knows who any of these people are to be honest. Not in the slightest. 
They just pull another other, random old man off the street. No, nah, some other dude runs up and they like insinuate <laughs> that Adrian Adonis paid off these people to pretend like they know what he, he is, which is kind of how that probably worked in real life. That's uh, most definitely how that worked in real life. Just went nah. up to some like poor homeless people in NYC. Hey, you want some fucking money? Yeah. All right. But so also they kind of seem to be making jokes that imply like Adrian Adonis was once fucking homeless too. He's like, oh, look at this fire hydrant, my shower. And they go to like a $2 like like, hot dog stand. Uh, And like, oh, this is the best gourmet gourmet fine cuisine. Yeah. Uh, And uh, they go to his hot dog cart and fucking Gene Okerlund is being weird. And he's like, hey, are these imported? And like this guy does not fuck. This is a random street vendor, Gene. He does not know what the fuck you're talking about. He's like, he's like, who the fuck are you? No, nah, and so Dick Murdoch is like, I want a Texas style. Get some chili, get some mustard. He is very insistent about this fucking mustard. Dick Murdoch oh likes God. mustard. I didn't even catch that, but but see what I caught was at the end is fucking mean Gene being a stingy motherfucker and being like, ah, two bucks a piece. I ain't picking up that tab. And then Gorilla Monsoon comes over voiceover. He's like, maybe that's why he's called Mean Gene. <laughs> All right. And so G- Mean Gene, uh, Gorilla Monsoon lampshades the fact that we've not had a lot of body slams in this video so There's far. Like, so we, we just get like yeah, a highlight yeah, video. And I made note, it is the exact same video from the intro. It just has different music. But it's the same highlights. It's the same highlights. And it's like the most fucking phoned in uh, uh, voiceover from, from Gorilla Monsoon. It feels like a last second edition. Like they realize like, we named this bloopers, bleeps, and body slams and have very few actual body slams in this. Uh, here are some more. Take them. Take a nice little montage. I, that's it. That's all you get. Yeah, I feel like that's what happened, to be honest. like That yeah. That feels like the actual story behind that part. Because he's kind of like, uh, if you haven't seen enough body slams, here are some more. Here's the body slams. Yeah. Yeah. Like thrown together like 30 seconds of like random, of just completely random contextless body slam compilations yeah all right then our final love advice segment of the show with johnny valiant another just you know he's a man he's a heel manager uh i think we've kind of seen him on this show because he was managing uh valentine and brutus beefcake at Mania, but when Brutus Beefcake turned babyface, uh, he looked but he's familiar. I honestly think he's just pretty generic overall, and he is not interesting in this segment because I honestly think I don't think he like you talk about Freddie Blassie feeling like he doesn't know shit about where he's at. Yeah, I don't think Johnny Valiant understood any of these questions as asked to him. Absolutely not. Not a goddamn chance in the world. Holy okay. shit, this man was so lost. So he was. It's embarrassing. Uh, so the first question is the wife, is his wife writing in that like she loves the WWF, but seeing all these muscled up dudes, her husband's physique just can't compare. Yep. So, hell, my husband is as, isn't as hot as the wrestlers I watch on TV. What? And she says he pales in comparison, and Johnny Valiant needs to be explained what she means by hail <laughs> see i don't think it's see with with fucking freddie freddie blossy 
you could say like, ah, he's just old. He's get, he's getting long in the tooth. He's you know probably a little mm-hmm. like you know. Go- this guy, I think he was just on drugs. No, nah, I don't. He rambled a shit ton and didn't understand anything. Uh, but once he finally understands what the question is supposed to be, he's like, you should be satisfied with what you have. And okay, great. All right. Just now, it's moving on. Time for some time to get back to some sexual kinks. As the next question is, um, is that her husband writes in that, you know, he started to, you know, he's, he's another one of those. I do wrestling moves with my wife uh as foreplay questions and he explains that now sometimes he puts a mask on her and honestly it really improves things <sighs> yeah okay so and it takes a very long time for johnny valiant to even understand what he's saying this shit was great because it was basically just we do wrestling role play to spice it up Mm-hmm. in the bedroom oh boy oh you wait for some wrestling role play i got the last one of these um but if eventually johnny valiant understands what he's saying and he's like there's nothing wrong with a woman that wears a mask uh-huh uh-huh cool. nothing wrong cool thanks for help thanks for the help johnny you're doing yep. great here's probably his best answer to any of these questions is is that he is that Vince gets the question? He's like, I'm a woman and I'm a little weird because you see, I'm young, attractive, rich, and I'm into ugly men. Can yeah. you rec- And she's like, Can you recommend me some wrestlers, dude? Fucking okay, two nickelsing weird cougars who are trying to get hooked up with wrestlers, and even more. Two Nicholsing, Hulk Hogan being among the names recommended to her because now you know he heel manager is always going to be like fuck Hogan. Uh, so Johnny yeah, Valiant immediately ugly. is like Hulk Hogan. He, he's kind of ugly, ugly wrestler. Hulk Hogan. He's got he's yeah. no Robert Redford type. And uh, he Vince. I think Vince tries to ask him about Brutus Beefcake as to be like, really Hogan's ugly, huh? And Johnny Valiant is like, yeah, you know. Brutus Beefcake, he, on a scale of 1 to 10, he's a 15, 20. You know, maybe maybe 35 out of 10. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. And no weird shit during the heel watch. Feeling like he needs to bring up more guys to shit talk for this woman. He's like, Tito Santana, you know, Junkyard Dog, Sergeant Slaughter, they're stone ugly. And Vince is like, stone ugly? What does that mean? And Johnny Valiant. Come on now. I assume he's still talking about Slaughter. That's who I, because he doesn't say a new name, so I assume the last name he said is who he's talking about here. Yeah, probably. but he's like, yeah, he wrote, he wrote to a Lonely Hearts Club, and they wrote back, and eh, we're not that lonely. <laughs> that's that's true. That's so good, dude. Now Holy here shit. might be my favorite question of these bits. Not necessarily the best answer, but my favorite question is: This woman has said, you know, she watches the WWF. And she wants to be a part, encounter a 16 to 20 man battle royal. Yeah. And Johnny Valiant does not understand the subtext at all. No. He thinks that this woman genuinely wants to be in a real wrestling match. 
And he's like, you you better have life insurance policy. Hope you don't have any loved ones because you got a death wish. And Vince is like, well, no, no. It's like Johnny, anyone I- who gets involved in this has a death wish. Death what wish. is wrong and, with you, lady? And Vince is like, no, no. I, you know, when she says uh, a 16 to 20 man battle royal, I, I don't think she means it like that. And Vince can't say what that means because it's insinuating a gangbang. And so yeah. Vince Vince writing out a fictional woman who has a gangbang fantasy. And again, totally he's totally not getting off to this in the back, you guys. But no. yeah, holy shit. That's the best part. Just like the complete like unclear communication between these two. No, it's fantastic. Valiant and kind of caps it off by you being like being again in a battle royal it's like jumping into iwo jima like pearl harbor like the and super bowl with Gorilla no glass gets real excited over that one doomed pearl harbor yeah yeah so uh johnny valiant is completely clueless he is i can call him clueless or an innocent bean i suppose i'd rather think of him as just a clueless idiot but it was very funny that Vince McMahon didn't entire was like wrote up a question where a woman was like, "I want to get gang banged by wrestlers." Great. Yup, yup. I hope this. Well, she's not real. Never mind. There's no. She's way not a real affect. woman. It doesn't really matter. It does. It wants. doesn't matter. I'm sure Vince had plenty of fantasies about her making her dreams come true. Huh. Oh yeah. Get oh in yeah. Let's see. Get in there. Get in there. Get in I oiled up all these men specifically for you. Get, get, get in there. Really, 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 really put the boots to her. Yeah, yeah. Take, take her out in the corner. Yeah, yeah. Oh, also, while while our while our guest here was listing off all the reasons why you shouldn't want to be in a gangbang, he said, like, or sorry, in a 16-man whatever battle royal, he says, like, number one for each reason. He's like, number one, it's dangerous. Number two, that's, or number one, that's a lot of guys. And number one. Yeah. He, Valiant was going off on. Valiant him. was hopped up. Holy shit. No way that man wasn't on all the drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Battle Royal, really get in there. Really. Don't be afraid to throw over the top. We cut over to some wholesome content, though. Um, yeah, Vince uh, Gorilla intros Andre the Giant as being a very good singer. And so we get to uh, the famous Andre segment, where Andre first he's sitting at the ta- he's sitting at the oh, he's sitting at the de- at the at the couch in there, and Andre explains how all of his clothes they come from Japan, except his boots. Everything bigger in Texas. Yeah, uh, he puts his yeah, foot up, up on the table. On the on the desk, and uh, we cut we cut again. And like Alfred's talking and probably being annoying. I don't know, but definitely probably. being annoying. Andre just takes his whole hand and palms Alfred's entire face, and everyone just kind of dies laughing at this. Dude, Vince fucking go. Vince fucking goes. Hey, Alfred, where you go? As if like they're playing peekaboo, and Vince is a child with no uh no object permanence. Mm-hmm. Which was hilarious. Now Vince loved it so much he asked Andre to do it a second time. Yes. Again, again. He's like, can we keep him like that? Oh yeah, no, Vince is Vince does not seem terribly happy with his own fucking stooge here. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So, the, so Andre explains he says he likes to sing, and like in Japan, they have a song called the Fist Song, the Fish Song. So he wants to he wants to sing, and I'm like, all right, all right. And Andre gets some random woman to come over and hold his microphone. Mm-hmm. And the reason he does that is because he doesn't really sing. Instead, he mimes being a fish, being a fish. swimming. Oh, and that everyone, was adorable. And absolutely everyone dies. That was a fucking adorable, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Love Dude, it. see, I have to say, this shit, um, this shit seems like the one, like, really genuine, unworked moment in this. Like, because Andre's just effortlessly charming people. Like, Vince and Alfred seem like they're genuinely laughing at what Andre has to mm-hmm. say. Like, god, god, that man seems like such a fucking gem. Oh, such wholesome content to see him all, like, bubbly and happy and just having a good time. Oh, mm, what yeah. a oh, precious boy. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Then we cut over to Piper's Pit with yep. Cindy Lauper. Cindy I have Lauper mentioned Cindy Lauper. I've mentioned Cindy Lauper's involvement in wrestling before on the show. Yes, yes, we have never got to actually see her. Uh, oh, as no, as kind not. of a reminder, is she was legitimately friends with Lou Albano. Yeah, and you know he uh, he she was into wrestling, and he got he brought her into wrestling, and then also that he played the dad in Girls Just Want to Have Fun, who comes out and scolds Cindy at yeah. the, like, the beginning of the video. That is 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 Lou Albano. Yeah, dude. He's not only Mario. He's not only anti weed Mario. He's also Cindy Lauper's dad. Hell yeah. yeah. So she is on the Piper's pit and Lou Albano is interrupting here to be like, to, well, he wants Cindy to tell everyone how he basically found her from nothing that he created the star that was Cindy Lauper. And he, and he, and he's like, I tell her, tell him how I wrote all the lyrics to time after time. And Cindy Lauper's like, uh, now, now like hold on a second. She's kind of laughing this off. It's yeah. Like, ah, very like, funny. Ah, he's, very funny. <laughs> he's kidding. He's a kidder. And then and, Lou just starts, Lou Albano starts going on this insane, like, misogynist rant about how, like, mm-hmm. women belong in the kitchen. And it's a good thing I found you or you'd be right there with him. Uh, no, nah, he's like, no woman has ever accomplished anything without a without man a behind man. her. Yes. And Cindy's like, whoa, Lou. Whoa, whoa. Oh, she, she is mad, mad at this. Like, Hold on a minute. And and Lou is trying to make out like he is like the real star of the video of the t- girls just want to have fun video. Absolutely. And but then fucking Roddy Piper like hops on the bandwagon with Because she was because Cindy was like, it was one second in the video, Lou. And and Lou is like, it was a big segment, Cindy. And, and then Roddy's Roddy like, Piper, are you calling my friend a liar? Because Roddy Piper is also a heel. He is like, well, you know, I saw that. I saw the video, Cindy, and I saw Lou in it. So you can't say that Lou is a liar. I'm so yeah. I'm surprised. Like they're actually doing. I I mean, it's kind of like boilerplate liberal female empowerism, but I'm still surprised they're actually doing like female empowerment is like a a, a segment in the fucking like mid '80s yeah, for them. Considering they, abs- they use they use Cindy Lauper, they use Roddy Piper to really like get over cindy lopper with the wrestling crap crowd yeah. she has a ton of segments with him and 
Most, most of her segments in wrestling are with Lou Albano and Roddy Piper. Cindy Lauper is a wrestling fan. Just makes me sick. She's it's right if they're like fucking Freddie Prince Jr. is a wrestling fan. That shit just makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. So Albano eventually is continuing to ramble, and eventually he calls her abroad. And well, that oh, would be the that is the lastest straw. That As oh, that rubs the real the wrong Cindy way. La- Cindy Lauper gets up, she flips the table, and then she pulls out her purse and just starts beating Lou Albano over the head with the purse. Dude, oh yeah, no, I had in my fucking I had in my fucking notes like kick his ass, Sydney. Sydney, Cindy, Cindy, please kick their asses. And then she pulls out her, her purse and starts whacking them. Yes! Kick their ass. Kick their yeah. ass. That was so good to see. Oh my god, that one ruled. Yeah, they have to like restrain have to like restrain Cindy Lauper. Oh my god, I know. Whoop Roddy and Lou Albano's asses. Dude, she uh she was not having their bullshit and it was no. great. It was great. Um then we get another body slam highlight video. I will note it was a different different highlights this time. Was not the same one as they've shown before. It was different highlights, but it was still like it was the exact same voiceover though. Of oh, yeah. if you want, if if you feel like you're missing some body slams, well, here's some more. Like yeah. just more lazy bullshit. Okay, whatever. Great. All right. Now we come to the uh, main event segment of the, the show. Coup I want to point this out. This show is an hour and eighteen minutes. Mm-hmm. This segment starts. An hour into the show, mm-hmm. it is a full fifteen minutes straight of just this wedding reception. Mm-hmm. This whole thing has been kind of a quick fire, bit, 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 and then at the end here, they're like, "Fuck it!" Fifteen minutes straight this of this wedding reception. It never ends. Yeah, oh all right. I got, we got the the play by play of this wedding segment. Okay, mm-hmm. so we start with uh, Butcher and his wife and his new wife uh, opening the wedding gifts, mm-hmm. and we get off to a hot start as the first gift he opens is from Lou Albano, and it is a lifetime supply of rubber of his, bands uh, 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 of his know, and hers rubber bands specifically. Because if you don't know. On the on his left cheek, Lou Albano wears like a string of rubber bands. Yeah, which why? I have no idea why he wears that shit. Cool, but he just does, and he gives them an entire lifetime supply of his and hers rubber bands to put on their faces. And then mm-hmm. we get crotchety ass Freddie Blassie's. And it's eyeglasses. And Butcher Vachon puts the glasses on first because he thinks they're for him. He puts it on and he reads the then he reads the note. And the note says, Next time you choose a husband, use these glasses. And oh, and then Freddie Blossy comes over and starts like ranting about how fucking cheap his his uh the ring is, yeah. His ring is, yeah. Yeah, he's like, I see, I see he uses on the second wife, the third wife, the fourth wife, the fifth wife. Christ. 
It's yeah, it, which is which is funny because they specifically said this is uh this is uh his fourth uh, wife, fourth wife. So yeah. apparently there is he's seen the so apparently Freddie Blasey has seen into the future. Okay, or he's just crazy. What could be one or the other? Hmm, no idea. All right, so then next part we get uh, we cut over to the toasts and uh, who boy. Okay, so George the animal seal is the first to attempt to give a toast here. Mm-hmm. However, we're st- we're keeping kayfabe strictly in this wedding reception. So George is a fucking idiot. Yeah, uh, okay. This wasn't a real event that happened, right? This was No, all of, cor- no of course not. This was all a stupid skit for Tuesday Night Titans. Look, I mean, I figured, but like what the fuck? Uh, so everyone is cheering for him really hard, you know, come on, George, you can get it out. Come on, come on. Woo. Cheering for him. And all he can manage to say is pumpernickel. Pumpernickel. Great. Cause it's a kind of toast. Get it. <laughs> I, mean, I actually didn't get that the first time. I thought it was just LOL. So random. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was meant to be like, oh, pumpernickel toast. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a little better than me, actually. Uh, so then, Lou Albano proposes a toast, and uh, he basically talks about everything but the bride and groom. Oh, he's he's he like he proposes a toast to the rant to the local Fort Lauderdale football team, and he proposes a toast to his whole table. And he is okay. He is drunk as fuck. I don't know if this is like Lou acting or Lou legit, but Lou Albano is supposed to be most certainly actually drunk. I feel like he's most certainly actually drunk. Nah, he is talking about his table's getting gonna get wasted. And Vince walks over to somebody else, and Lou Albano runs back over and is like, I gotta propose a toast to a girl I got on the hill. She won't, but her sister will. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Oh my god. Yeah, Lou I, Albano's just fucking wasted. Nah, all right. We then we cut to Jesse Ventura. I honestly didn't quite hear what he said, but I imagine it was neither. something rude. Oh, I also I noticed Jesse at some Ventura. point that, that fabulous moolah is here, which made me happy. Yeah, Moolah's here. You run. Uh, Love, I love Moolah. Uh, uh? I mean, she's kind of a shit bag, but you know, fun enough character, I guess. Okay, yes, I'm sure. I'm sure in life she was a piece of shit, but like, I as a character, I quite enjoy her. All right, then we got a couple of the midget wrestlers here for more midget wrestlers. Like, yeah, the lack of a better term, I guess. The, uh, yeah, the little people wrestlers. Little are, people are, wrestlers are, are here too for bits. Uh, Sky Lolo is who uh, this is, and he—I think he's French. I think he's that's definitely the French. I don't. They're very one-dimensional. These little people wrestlers. I really? don't always get the bit here. Uh, all right, so Sky Lolo, he uses his toast to call out Albano for being a jackass and making it all about himself and albano is threatening to fight this guy and freddie blassie specifically is like punch the midget in the nose <laughs> punch him that. in the nose fuck off holy shit yeah he because he gives like this broken english toast and then albano's like ah fuck can you do that in french and and he starts presumably speaking in french and albano just seems even more incensed by this for some reason okay yep 
All right, then we get over to David Schultz. Uh, David Schultz these days is most remembered for being uh, when there was a, a, I got to look up the exact names and titles here uh because i want to get this right because we're not going to talk about david schultz very often on this show all right he is most famous in 1984 for when 2020 reporter john stossel uh who is also a huge dick quite frankly but that's another thing really mm-hmm. but stossel was doing a 2020 on the wrestling business and he was exposing the business and how wrestling is very very fake and showing how moves are fake and how they do bleed and they literally show on tv how to do a blade job like they got a wrestler to explain how you do how you blade how you get it you get the yeah on your forehead you get but you get yeah you get like the thing the, the, the edge of the blade yeah as yeah how how to do the entire bit yeah and so john sossel as part of this is uh he is backstage at a wwf event to do some backstage sleuthing now if you hear vent if you'll hear the wwf tell it they did not tell Schultz. They just told Schultz, like, keep character. Don't do anything. Like, don't do anything else. You know, just keep character. Don't don't break kayfabe for this, right? If you'll hear David Schultz, David Schultz tell it, they told him to assault John Stossel uh-huh. if it happened. Uh-huh. And that's here what exactly what happened. Is John yes. Stossel? I have seen that David, clip. Yeah, David. Going, he went up to David Schultz, and he was like, "Is wrestling fake?" To his face, and David Schultz is like, "Oh yeah, is this fake?" And he just smacks Stossel across the face, right across. No, I see. I thought it was more than that. I thought he like fucking like punched him or something. It's. I mean, Stossel played up the injuries in my book, but oh, it okay. was not that. I. It was not that fucking. It, okay, from what I've seen, it, he suffered pain and buzzing in his ears eight weeks after the assault, is what Stossel says. Okay. He okay. basically smacked him upside the head, Fair upside enough. the head into the ears. Uh, and so this basically cost David Schultz his job and career. They basically, he got, they, Stossel sued over this over getting assaulted like this and WWF threw Schultz directly under the bus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that sounds about right. They're now like, this... hey, <laughs> hey, you gave us bad press. Uh, fuck you. Get out of here. Get out of here. David Schultz as a character was honestly very good. And he was a really good wrestler, actually. His, his gimmick was basically redneck trash. Like, his other, his most famous on-screen moment was um, a Tuesday Night Titans bit where Vince McMahon went to David Schultz's home and David Schultz like showed off his rifles and threatened to beat his kids and his wife in front of Vince. Jesus. That is his most famous in-character on-TV moment. 
that so that's what, that's what kind of character we're dealing with with david schultz so he's just insane on screen and off basically a little bit yeah. <gasps> yeah. See, I he was just notable to me because he sounded like fucking Boomhauer from King of the Hill. Talking like, oh man, you got you got the ding dong diddly dong. Yeah. You know what I'm so saying, man? All to come back to the segment now that I've gotten like the one time I'll get to talk about David Schultz on this podcast. So let's, yeah, let's get the history shit. out there. I didn't realize that was that guy. That's insane. Yeah, that's the guy who who smacked John Stossel. Wow. And that was fun fact. That was kind of right, bef- right at, right before is also is a is a Hulk Hogan choking out uh, a dude on the talk show. Wait, that was a thing. Uh, gosh, what? I gotta look up the exact names of this too, because uh, that was a big deal too. Is it like in? Is it also legal trouble? Uh, in the lead up to WrestleMania, um, um, lead up to WrestleMania one. Hulk Hogan was on a talk show uh, with uh, Mr. T, and he wanted to uh, demonstrate a wrestling move on the talk show host, and he literally put him in a sleeper hold and knocked out the host, and and the host cracked the back of his skull falling on the ground. What the fuck? (laughs) Crazy shit. That's Uh, horrifying. Yeah. This This is like right, right in the same like year. For a time frame as this David is this John Stossel shit. Oh my god. Okay. So they just went to insane measures to try to prove that wrestling was real back in the day. Holy shit. Hell yeah. I mean, that's how it worked back in the old days. If someone said it was fake, you smacked the shit out of them. And You're like, hey, you, like, you think oh yeah, fake? is this fake? Bam! It's let me just fucking attack you, because that that definitely proves how real what we do is. It's not at all the I mean, we're yeah. Defensive. That was their all. That was that was the way they saw it. Is that you know we got to prove it's fake. We got to prove it's real. So beat the shit out of them. Not so not defensive. Not defensive. Yeah, but so back to this wedding reception. David Schultz is all pissy because uh, you finally you don't because you look down on me. You think I'm trash. You just now come over talk to me. You want me to say I ain't toast nobody. I'm like cool, great. Yeah, pretty much. I ain't gonna get my and then we cut to, to the, 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 I don't know, We cut to the oh. dance. Also, something I've forgotten to shout. Sorry, something I've forgotten to shout real quick. The br- it's p- the reception, presumably post wedding. The bride is still wearing her veil. Yeah, that was a little weird. It was a more than a little. I, Did they? I, just I, I guess she just didn't want to. I guess she just didn't want to appear on TV. Show uh-huh. her face. Was that his actual like IRL fourth wife or something? Probably. Or was that a wrestler whose like identity they that, were trying to that hide? That was or? that was probably his real wife. So wait, do, what? So they just what? They just did That's a kayfabe a... wedding for him, but yeah, with his real wife. Sure. What? Don't like. Anyway, weird. all right. So fucking weird. Uh, so they're doing the bride and groom dance, and Lou Albano starts burping into Vince's microphone for a laugh, and uh, multiple times. Real Lou is man. definitely drunk now, as he, oh, he like is- stumbles. He stumbles over to the band and starts singing. And uh, Vince and Alfred have a very inappropriate conversation about speculating what kind of kids this couple's going to have. Because they're really oh leaning into the God. fact that Butcher Vachon is ugly and, like, what kind of wife is he pulling? 
So. Well, we can't see your fucking face, so. All right, so Lou comes back over from fucking around, and Vin's like, you should be ashamed of yourself for how you're acting. And Lou's response is to start taking his shirt off and being like, yeah, what do I got to be ashamed about? (laughs) Again, he's not fat. Pure muscle. Pure muscle right here, son. And Lou grabs... Okay, so... We talk. And we cut to then like the the bride is now dancing with Sky Low Low, and yeah. Blue Albano. There is a little uh, a a little woman who's been sitting with uh who uh, been sitting with Moolah yeah. all night. So Lou decides to grab her and completely steal the spotlight. Absolutely, classic steal the spotlight. Uh, the highlight here being that Vince is commentating this happening, and he says that this this woman comes up to uh, lose bulbous navel, which fuck you. She comes considerably up to pass that up to his his bulbous nipple. Thank you very much. And Freddie Blassie is losing his fucking mind at this. He's laughing his ass off at this entire scene. Oh my uh, god! It's we so cut. Chaotic. We then cut again. And they're like, Lou Albano would like the microphone. And <laughs> and they're like, they're making jokes he ins- that, you know, he's, is he so wouldn't say anything on Kooth, would he? No. Well, yeah, I think, well, I think it's like he and Sika and Afa are like trying to sing. Yeah, they like take over to start singing shit songs. And they grab Sky Low. And Lou like pick him pulls- up. They pick him up, and Lou, like, lifts his shirt up and then dumps beer down his beer bag. down his pants! That was such a bleeding you miss a moment. I wasn't sure if you saw that, too, but yeah. yeah, that, yeah, yeah he yeah. fucking just pours beer. That, that's the point. Where, like, Lou Albano is most certainly just wasted here. What he the is, fuck? He is absolutely trashed here tonight. <laughs> All right, we cut to the cake. And the wife is like, I don't like cake. I don't like it's cake, like, I don't, I'm going to be honest. I feel like this is the kind of thing you should have talked out when you were wedding planning. Yeah, like seriously. if the wife doesn't like cake, like why you got a cake? Well, they they also appear to have pies. They got a lot of pies. We'll get to so that. Maybe that was they for got her. some. I guess I don't At know. At least but in theory, but again, the wife you think is resistant would know to that. do. Yeah, the wife is resistant to do the like you know cut the cake, get the first bite, all that shit. And, this and David Schultz fucking Dr. walks D. over. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, damn it, woman. You said eat the cake. You gotta have that goddamn cake. All right, we going hungry. You gotta, you gotta have the goddamn cake. It's your wedding. It's a wedding cake. You gotta have the goddamn wedding cake. Yeah. So he just he like shoves cake in the bride's face because he likes cake. And here we go. Uh, somehow Sky Lolo gets pied in the face. I don't. I didn't see who did that. Yeah. I. But it I thought it was. Do- I thought it was Doctor D. Maybe I miss I missed it if that if that's what happened. All I saw was Sky Lolo had cake on his face. Yeah, I thought it was Doctor. And I was like, what? Uh, but that starts a chain reaction where George Steele takes a pie and he pies in, puts puts pie in the face of the Reverend, and the Reverend who is just some normal dude. It's not like a wrestler or anybody. He yeah. takes the pie and he pies Alfred Hayes in the face. And everything is just falling apart here. Everyone just starts laughing their asses off, and we're all getting pies in the face. It start. It 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 becomes what I can only describe as the most lethargic, 
food fight wedding chaos I have ever I, seen I wrote in my that too. life. I, it's this is so. I wrote this is the most low key destruction of a wedding reception ever. Yeah, everyone just kind of seems to be vaguely into it. Like no one's terribly upset that the wedding's falling apart. Everyone's just kind of like casually throwing pies in each other's faces, trashing the goddamn reception hall. Which I would love to know if this if this is a building that belonged to them or they were just renting this space out and they're like, yeah, we're gonna just gonna fucking trash this. Like mm -hmm. how the owners that they may have been renting this from felt about that. Holy yeah. shit. Who knows? David Schultz pies Vince because I've been waiting to do that a long time. <laughs> Vince, he pie Vince pies George Steele. Pies are flying everywhere. They're, they're like doing like the spritzy beer can spray stuff. Oh yeah, that that's fucking that's 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 our that's our boy. Uh that's our boy Lou helming that one, I think. Yeah, um, them and the Samo him and the Samoans him were, him they, were, they, were they were they were that beer was flying. And all the time all this while I realized the fucking reception hall is being burnt to the ground via pie, but the live band just keeps on playing unscathed, un untouched, and unbothered. They just keep true professionals right there. They're they just keep playing to this entire fucking train wreck incredible but yeah oh this my is god I, what was this, this why was this a, happening not only was like this was such a long drawn out ending to this wedding segment bit it's so this is like peak tried to pop the boys shit i think is this entire wedding reception as they're just doing shit with seemingly no real design or purpose just to see if they can make everybody else laugh it was, but like, but, but like not in a way that we as an audience could also find funny. I just, part. what, what was this for? Was this on TNT? Yeah, this was like, what? this was a, I think this was like a broken up segment across like one episode of TNT. They, they would like cut back, this? cut forward, cut back, cut back, you know, that kind Why of stuff. Why did they do this? Because was... wrestling, they love wrestling wedding segments. Who yeah, doesn't? but I didn't, but I, what was the point of this? Why was it, why, why was it the butcher? What, I know, why, why was it so low key and why was it on TNT of all places? What? Where, where else were they going to put this bit? I don't know. They put fucking Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth on prime time. Well, that was the main show back then. So, yes, TNT was gone. They don't have that anymore. Oh my god! Yeah, but yeah. It, so that was a thing. Not that was the note wild. I would have probably wanted to end it on. We we end it with some final words from the people who helped put this together, and it's just one more like body slam compilation. From, yeah, as the credits roll on. I, don't, I probably missed it. I don't know if they showed it or not, but a classic bit they used to do on these on these videos when they roll the credits is that the director would be named K. Fabe. I don't. I didn't pay attention. If oh, they I didn't got pay attention time. either. But that I do know of this bit is that they would have the director's name be K. Fabe. Cute. Yeah. So like, uh, this whole thing. Um, I, I had fun with a lot of it. 
I mean, I did too. It was just, this was unhinged. It was unhinged in a great way and unhinged in a, like, what the fuck am I watching? It's good for a laugh kind of way. Oh mm. my god. Early WWF TV was not very good. It was wild. Maybe we gotta watch a whole episode of TNT for this. Sometime, I don't know. Oh god. This was unhinged. It was great and it was stupid. I quite enjoyed mm-hmm. it in a so bad it's good kind of way. I Yeah, I think that's where I'm at. I was taken on a ride, Austin. I this was something I had no clue even remotely existed. And oh man. It was yep. a wild one. It was. Uh Tuesday Night Titans, it feels like they were just throwing shit at the wall. Oh god, absolutely. All the time. They were they had to pad that runtime, dude. Two hours of non-wrestling. Two hours a fucking week of Of non-wrestling. And what's their answer? Yeah, rent out banquet halls and just have destructive weddings. Why not? Mm -hmm. Have Um, Alfred Hayes be disgusted by Samoan cuisine. Okay. Great comedy. Mm, Peak. Peak tier. Have have just fucking Lou Albano wilding out constantly. I, I, I will say I am tempted to find us the episode of Tuesday Night Titans where um, uh, it's a Halloween episode and um, Fabulous Moolah shows up, dresses the Wicked Witch as a witch, and Alfred Hayes talks shit to her for it, and she starts beating him with a broom. <laughs> that sounds great. I would love to see that. That would be a great fucking Halloween episode. Oh, my God. Yeah. So uh, our first foray into Coliseum home videos. I have my mind plenty is blown. more. Oh, yes. We're, we're not going to watch any more of these clip show comedy clip show shit. Oh, I am trying to like do the differing types of these to get like a good idea. That's of what fair. I do appreciate like. it. Mm-hmm. But this was a fun one, I think, to start with. The very first one they released, as far as I can figure out online. It's the earliest number in the catalog, so I assume it's the first one they Probably. made these. And we got to watch some WWF pre-WrestleMania 1, to be honest. Yeah. I think the only one of these segments that comes from definitely after WrestleMania 1 was the uh, the the pizza bit. Pizza bit, uh, boopity poppity, Luigi Primo. Yeah, and he made Salvatore Bellomo, he made it a pizza. Uh, damn, that was the best part. But Honestly, he used a, but he pizza. used a roller, unlike his mama told him. Oh, his no, told him never betrayal. use a roller. The betrayal. I love how you know that that's like the one, like post WrestleMania one segment. It helped. It, I, I did look this up to kind of. Okay. I do. Have, I did. I knew all these bits beforehand and know, like, yeah, I want to do these ones. And what a I wild this video. post WrestleMania segment to include. We could do anything to, to like represent the landmark that was WrestleMania one and like the impact it had on the company. And we get, I'm making the pizza. I'm making the pizza. <laughs> roll of the dough. I use it right. to roll. Yes. All right. So that is our first time in uh coliseum home video we got four more of those to go but for next time what an exciting time we are at next time because for two years on this podcast we have been following season one of lucha underground and finally ultima lucha begins next time is upon us is pen ultima lucha 
and uh-huh. Ultima Lucha Part One. Fuck, that's so cool. Oh, that's so cool. I can't believe we're here. God damn. Yep. Oh, that's exciting stuff. It is. Until then, that is for next time, though. Until then, David, hit our plugs. Yes, sir. Friends, friends, dear friends, thank you for once again joining us on yet another wonderful episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast. We're so happy to have you here. Returning listeners, viewers, what have you, you know the drill. Thanks for being here once again, welcoming us back into your eardrums, your eyeballs, whatever it is you use to consume our content. It's great to have you here. New people. Hey, hi, how's it going? Thanks for joining us. We are so delighted to have you here. We here at the Noobs and Knockouts podcast like to think we are friendly to both noobs and knockouts alike. So whether you are brand new to the wild, wacky world of wrestling or you're a veteran of all this weird bullshit, either way, we we, we, we hope you've had a good time. We hope we hope uh, you, you uh, felt welcome here. Uh, we hope you want to keep coming back with us week after week. If you'd like to keep coming back with us week after week and you're not entirely sure how to do so, not to worry, my friends, I have you covered. First of all, you can find us on YouTube. We are the News and Knockouts Podcast on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Ring that bell. Make sure it turns a nice little solid code so you get notifications every single time we drop a brand new episode. Um, fuck. It's, it's a good time. Uh, give us that sweet, sweet interaction. Uh, check out all of our playlists. Austin has been kind enough to organize all the arcs and shit that we follow into their own separate playlists. So you can follow something all the way down if you so choose without having to skip around. It's great. And you can see our lovely faces, our, our lovely, beautiful video HUD, and all the secret visual gags that we hide in here for people. Uh, it's, a, it's a good time. But, of course, if you are a fan of the audio-only experience, we completely understand we got stuff over for you there. We are available on three of the best places to find your podcast, and that would be Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Check us out there. Rate us. Review us. A nice five stars and maybe some words to say, hey, these guys are pretty cool. Maybe you should check them out. Give us those downloads. All that stuff. Enjoy us over on the YouTube, on the Spotify, on the Google, and the Apple Podcast. Just enjoy our content. But of course, past that, we have a bit of a social media presence as well. First and foremost, of course, is our Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at Noobs and uh, Noobs and Noxpod. That's Noobs, the letter N, Noxpod on Twitter. Come check us out there. We we post memes. We engage in discourse. We we drop uh, tweets every single time we drop brand new episodes, so you guys know what the hell's going on. And of course, the highlight of our Twitter is weekly wrestling live tweeting. Things have been getting uh, a, a little different around here as I kind of slowly take over the the weekly uh, live tweeting. However, um, when when I am not doing the 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 leak the weekly live tweeting duties, Austin has uh has his own stuff that he follows down my friend what's coming up sure so yes uh normally we have you know tbs 8 p.m eastern every week on wednesday nights aew dynamite uh i'm in a weird place with kind of wrestling in general right now uh outside of what i watch for this podcast so i've kind of fallen off from watching it live every week but david does so that is uh, he is good for that but for the podcast, for the engagement, I am still keeping a track of what's going on in AEW, Impact Wrestling, and WWE. So upcoming on that, uh, pay-per-view-wise, uh, Impact Wrestling is got Bound for Glory coming up on October 7th. Uh, one, of their, <clears throat> one of their bigger shows of the year, Josh Alexander versus Eddie Edwards for the Impact World title, and Honor No More versus the Motor City Machine Guns for the tag title. So a lot of Honor No More stake in their claim. All the ex-Ring of Honor guys that nobody else wanted. So here we <laughs> are. 
There we uh, are. Jordan, Jordan Graves versus Masha Slamovich for the Knockouts World title. That match is going to kick a lot of ass. Plus Amazing. X Division. We, we know an X Division title match will be happening. We don't know who, who is in it yet, though. Fair enough. Uh, for October, then on October 8th, it is Extreme Rules Extreme for the WWE. WWE right now. We have got some extreme matches so far. We have Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey in an Extreme Rules match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I can already tell I'm probably not going to like how this match ends. Uh, we Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins are going to settle their differences in a fight pit match. It's basically a fake UFC. But they fight in a cage and all that. And Drew McIntyre will be facing Carry On Cross in a strap match. A strap Kinky. match. Amazing. Genki indeed. Yeah, and then for AEW, their next pay-per-view is not till November 19th at AEW Full Gear. As of recording this, they just finished AEW Grand Slam. So, you know, way too early to really have that card uh, settled up right now. But that will be coming up in the future. Absolutely. So yeah, good stuff as uh, over on the Twitter. Uh, we we have a good time. If you like listening to ramble, uh, listening to us ramble about wrestling at all on this show, our voices carry over pretty well. We're a pretty good company to watch wrestling with. So check us out over on the Twitter at Noobs mm-hmm. and Knoxpod. Of course, if you want to get in super direct contact with us, there's an option there because we also have an email address. You can email us at Noobs and Knockoutspod at gmail.com. That's Noobs, the word and this time, Knockoutspod at gmail.com. Come say hi to us there. Tell us what you think about the show. Give us requests for, for like specific things you want to see on the show, eras, events, companies, arcs, etc., etc. Whatever. We always love to hear that shit. Yell at us for our hot takes or tell them how fucking awesome they are, how you just love listening to our sweet, dulcet tones week after week. Start discourse with us. Just come say hi. We love people saying hi. We would love to say hi back. Noobs and knockouts pod at gmail.com. And of course, Finally, we are also on Patreon. We are also the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on Patreon. $1 a month gets you early access to episodes and a shout-out at the end of each episode. Shout-out to our $1 friend of the show, the sugar daddy, Kyle Smith, for his support. Uh, Enjoy your perks, buddy. If you want to enjoy your perks along with Kyle, uh, check us out. That $1 tier on our Patreon, Noobs and Knockouts podcast on Patreon. Link in the Twitter. See you all next time. Hasta luego.